All right, welcome back to the Backlog Podcast, the podcast where we take stuff from our backlog, like movies, games, TV shows, books. Weeb shit. Do we... Do any of us read books? When, when I'm not in college, having to read research papers and textbooks, I like to read actual books. See, but. you say that, but after you graduate college, you're not going to read shit. Nah, I, ha- I bought three books this year. They're all still sitting on my on my desk. Yeah, I mean, I legitimately like to read, and I still will, just not to the same degree. But anyway. But yeah, we, we, we look at all that stuff and tell you if it's worth your time. Um, yeah, so to my furthest left, straight from... Ordinary sausage, the bull testicle sausage, Turner. Hello? That's. I think that's the weirdest way I've ever been described as a bull testicle sausage. Yeah. Closer to my left, the brain sausage, Zach. The fact that you even vaguely described me an ordinary sausage in the same sentence absolutely <laughs> disgusts me. <laughs> That was the worst one he's tried to. <laughs> what? The brain sausage. Oh, what kind of brain did he use? I think bull brain. Oh, that makes sense. And Is then he not going to do sausage casing sausage? No, he's not going to do sausage casing sausage. I'm sure he'll cave he did. He did air sausage. He did water sausage. I think ice sausage was the funniest oh, one. Dirt sausage. Dude, no way you did dirt sausage. I think you, I, I I don't I don't remember. I just like seeing his sausages being made. And there's me, the candy corn sausage. Yeah, isn't that somehow the worst one? <laughs> oh, wait. Are you just are you like grossed out by that because you just don't like candy corn or the idea of candy corn sausage? I think both. both. <laughs> Candy corn? I'm like, I'm like lukewarm on it. Bottom tier candy. I, I okay, like no, candy. bottom tier candy is raisins. Th- raisins technically count as candy. They counted in the National Halloween sur- Halloween Candy Survey. I like raisins more than candy corn. I like candy corn more than raisins. Okay, that's that's hot. That's hot that's a hot take. Yeah. Coming Look, me, the only way I like raisins is if they're covered in chocolate and they're called raisinettes. <sighs> well, it fits them. It's been two weeks. I've really not done anything. I have done a bit. I've done a bit. I'm sorry. It's the election. Shame. I am all in on the election coverage. So didn't, didn't early voting end yesterday? Nope. No. Nope. Early voting lasts until <laughs> November 2nd in some states. And I think in Arkansas it ends this upcoming Saturday because uh, I read, I read that it was the Monday before elections on the Arkansas website. Yeah, so so that would be November second. So that would mean next week, next Tuesday, or next month. My days are fucked. Yeah, because next Tuesday is November third. Actual Tuesday election day. is always election day. It's always mm-hmm. MMO patch day. Yeah, it's podcast day. Yeah. Except for whenever I have a day off that works better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. This I think this will be the last regular one for quite a bit though. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a week off for Thanksgiving. No, no. So we'll have two weeks from now we'll do another one, and then two weeks from that it'll be Thanksgiving. So we'll do it the week after Thanksgiving. Okay. And then we'll do one two weeks after that. 
and then two weeks from then is Christmas, so we're going to wait until after New Year's to do that. Okay. So it's going to be like two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks, I think. I, I don't know. That's math. My brain don't work no more. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. Well, Zach, what do you want to start us off with? Do you want to go? So I have two video games, two TV shows. Mm, okay, so I'll start off in the probably want to be, be the longest one since, you know, you guys talked about it last week. Uh, so, you know, after all of you two talking about it, me seeing bits and pieces of Will watching, I'm like, okay, screw it, I'll finally watch the boys. And I gotta say, I I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Is yeah, it, you don't strike me as the kind of person who would like, like, Enos-era comics to a certain degree. Isn't it such a fresh take on superheroes, oh, considering how saturated they are now? <laughs> I feel as though it, it, it still works in this modern day specifically because of how saturated mm. superheroes are. I feel like it wouldn't have aged as well as it did. Granted, I know they like they like modernize a lot of the things it talks yeah, about. They've really had to tweak it. But I'm pretty sure all the stuff with Stormfront was the same. Uh, Stormfront, the original comics, was actually a man. Oh, that's even funnier. So actually, I, that they changed it. I'm kind of invested in trying to get the comics and read them. I've been... Uh, well, it's Garth Ennis, so, like, it's gonna be good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, what, what, what do you think, Zach? Uh, so, and for one first point, since I know you didn't particularly care for it, uh, you didn't like Frenchie until season two. I like season one Frenchie. Oh, it, Zach, Zach, I, I know you would like Frenchie. Frenchie's your kind of character. Mm-hmm. You know who's exactly my kind of character? Mother's Milk. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love him. Dude, I think Mother's Milk has universal appeal. Uh, Butcher, at least, in in season one, Butcher is hilarious. In season two, you begin to see more of the cracks of, like, wow, this is a fucked up human being. But I, Butcher is still so entertaining to watch, oh, regardless. I, that guy, whoever he I don't know. Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. Dude, he's great. He's, like, really good. But I'm just saying, Butcher got a dog. He got the dog. Dude, I love that dog. I love that dog so much. And That's a good boy. One thing I'll say, I'm ever so slightly disappointed, is just a minor little nitpick, and fine, we have season three, when they make it to possibly do more. I wanted to see more, even though we did get more season two, I wanted to see more Black Noir action, because Black Noir just has the cool aesthetic. Black Noir cracks me up. Black Noir is... <laughs> he's my favorite of the seven. Oh, of, he, of the seven, he's fucking hilarious. Actually, okay, I also like A-Train to a certain degree. I like him in season two a lot more than in season one. He's more interesting in season two. Yeah. You know who... Uh, the, what's up, sticks? The, the Deep, just, he's pretty cool. I like the Deep. Yeah, the Deep. I love watching life shit on the Deep. <laughs> the, the Deep is a character that I, I would never like, publicly endorse or be like, that's a good person, because he's not. He's a, he's a great man. character because it's amazing to watch life beat the shit out of <laughs> I'm saying, I can't get myself to completely hate him, and yes, all the things he's done are absolutely shitty, but I can't get myself to absolutely hate him, though. I, the, the, there was the one moment when I felt kind of sorry for him near the end of season one. 
And then, like, season two, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the deep. I don't feel bad for him. Uh, Queen Maeve is... I, I think she's I like, interesting. I like, I, I like they, her a lot because of the circumstance lot, she's they in. They do a lot better with her in season two, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Homelander. Great villain. What a great villain. Awesome. Um, that guy is... Um, he needs to be like a Bond villain. He's, oh, he's so good. It, does he have like prosthetics in? Because his jaw just is like slightly... Un- uneven and so it creates like a nice menace with him I don't know if he does it on purpose or what but it's just like you mean a little cleft no no like the way his teeth sit oh yeah in his mouth I don't know if he's just like jutting his jaw forward or I think he so he might have been one of those people who grew up with like an overbite or an underbite and they had to like readjust his jaw later I had a friend like that it's in school, and he looks really—he he has that same kind of look. It's—it's it's just interesting because he—it's such an effective way to like use it, the actor using that in his character because it just <laughs> makes him a little bit more unhinged. It just looks creepy. And I'll say one—one one of the random moments from season two that just had me cracking up was when Huey and uh, the guy who was supposed to be babysitting were just watching. Spoofs of superhero porn that just cracked me that ever let me fuck up. <laughs> Their analogy of like of like I used I used to be I used to be the guy who who, who was fucking the other guy. I used and to now be I'm the, the cuck. <laughs> now I am the cuck. <laughs> that so whole bit funny. had me cracking my shit up. Oh, it's so good. Got it. You know what? I was, I was and so, you can tell. I feel like they just used a bunch of the actors' stun doubles <laughs> for that sequence. I was like, I, I wanted to like Stormfront so much, and then you know, reveal happens for I'm like, oh. How did they sneak that? Did they sneak? Did they sneak it past you too? Yeah, I. Where like, you, like it didn't occur to you, and then you're like, oh, and then you're like, okay. oh no. Everything I, makes sense because I liked her so much in the beginning, and then it's just yeah. I, I I love learning about how all the soups are like just at their core kind of terrible people. Yeah. Except for maybe Black Noir. He's he's kind of just like He just seems to be the guy who does just, what you tell him he's to He's just he's doing his job. He's he was hired to do a job and he's like, I gotta do it. He my likes job. to play the piano and he cried when he found out about the thing. Yeah. He's, he's like vaguely human enough. We know what he's. Talk. We know what he's allergic to. He just doesn't talk. Oh, I, I, that's I love, all that's unsettling. I, is that an almond joint? I love that line. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that moment when you know he's talking to the one girl that looks out info on the computer and she's eating an almond joint. She's like, "Do you want one?" And he just makes her drop into the garbage, and then you find out. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my I god!" I didn't even realize that. That's amazing. <sighs> but yeah, overall, I am very. I was. I wouldn't even say blown away. I was not expecting to like the boys nearly as much as I, as I was. So I watched them on a whim because I heard about some scene where a baby shoots lasers out of its eyes from a Michael Reeves video. And then he was like, you need to go watch the boys. And I was like, yes, sir, Mr. Mr. Michael Reeves, sir. <laughs> you guys know who Michael Reeves is? Yeah, yes. I prefer William Osmond's I disagree uh, with trailer you, for it. His cat, training his cat to put out the fire. Okay, that's good, too. I thought you meant just in general you prefer William I, I like I like them both in different ways. That's true. I 
I think there's something about the cadence with which Michael speaks that just gets to me. It just oh. makes me laugh. You know, I think probably one of the things that still like actually stands out to me the most was the courtroom scene in season two. Like when that happened, I'm like, what the honest fuck? Oh god. Dude, I <laughs> And anything related to that scene, like, oh, see meeting the CIA woman again in the beginning of season two, courtroom scene, and like all that I'm like, Holy shit. That's wild shit. It's crazy. Mind blowing, if you will. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it makes me super excited to see what they'll do for you. Will's looking at me like you've used that pun like four times. I'm surprised you haven't done a crossover reference between that and Morty's mind blowers for Rick and Morty yet. I don't even know what you're talking about. <sighs> Am I the only one here who watches Rick and Morty? I, I, it's on my watch list because I. <sighs> oh, Eric Andre's show came back. Dude. Oh, fuck. I missed I it. Forgot. I forgot. I, I think it, the first episode's on Adult Swim for free. I, I watched it. It's. Oh, it's so good. Okay. It is the chaos that I need. <laughs> They got I, rid of Hannibal. Yeah. I, they have Blannable. <laughs> oh, so you watched the second episode, too. <laughs> Is it streaming on anything? Or do I, you I, just have to watch it live? I watch it on cable. Because I pay for cable. Oh, okay. So we don't, we don't have cable. Yeah. Shame. Just get HBO Max. It, like, streams right after. More excuse to get HBO Max, Turner. <sighs> I've really wanted Adult a marathon. Swim. Studio Ghibli, that show the people who made regular show made, that's all on HBO Max. I also, you know, I need to watch regular show. It's pretty good. I, I need like to watch regular show. show. I need to watch Adventure Time. I, d- I just need to watch. Because I've never seen Adventure Time. I just need to watch the last, like, Look, the only thing I know about Adventure Time, Time is uh, the one where it's Dungeons and Dragons and the one where it's Magic the Gathering. Uh, the Magic the Gathering I episode? I flipped mm. a pig. Chef's kiss. So good. Yeah. Eventually, okay, I'll, I'll give my score for the boys. I will give my the boys a bad luck score a 9 out of 10. That was an absolute it's joy to watch. It's a it's, joy. It's, 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 it's so Makes good. me excited because I'm pretty sure they confirmed season 3 is going to happen. Yeah, they just I, haven't started filming because yeah, we know that I know one of, one of my favorite things about season 2 is that people were like review bombing it because they didn't all release at once. Yeah. I yeah, I noticed that. that it had a significant number of like Two and a half, three stars. It's because people were review bombing it because it didn't I'd like, release all I liked months. having it come out week to week. It gave me I feel as though people, people who have become way too invested in binge culture don't watch things like current season anime. Like, like, like current season anime, I've been like, I, I've found the shows I'm going to watch this season. And like, That's fuck me, I forgot how much it sucks waiting week to week. But it's also very satisfying at the same time. Yeah, because it's a special part of your day to go sit down and watch that. You're like, oh, it's Saturday, it's re-zero day, or Pe- like... People got too, too, too invested in just binge-watching The Office Speaking all day, of which, did day. we all finish the first half of re-zero that's been out so yeah. far? It's pretty good. It was good. It was good. Solid 8 I, out of 10. I feel like it's... I feel like the first half we got, that is just major build-up to... Yeah, it... You know, and that's and that's what everyone who's read the source material and I'm working my way through it. It's it's, it's reading the source material is very it's very long, so it's it's a slow getting there. But yeah, I feel like it is definitely like building building up something big. That's why everyone who has read 
that portion of the story is like, yeah, this is building up to something absolutely great. So, I'm excited to see where it goes. Okay, so I have... Oh, and since I know you like her, I've read enough of Act 4, the source material, that Sekhmet gets introduced so much earlier. And I know oh, how much really? Like, I know how much you like Sekhmet. Sekhmet's pretty... That's the sloth one, right? Yeah. And you actually get more characteriz- characterization. You actually, like, uh... Remember that first bit where he meets, uh... Typhoon and Minerva. Yeah, is she there too? Uh, you meet Typhoon, Sekma, and Minerva the very first time he meets Echidna. Oh, okay. And that scene where he meets Daphne happens the second time that he goes to the garden. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, so either way, yeah. let's stay on topic so much. So, 9 out of 10 for the boys. Yes. Um, I... So, I've... I'm going to talk about two things. One, because I just want to, like, touch on the Venture Brothers, because I talked about it last week. Or not last week, but last time we were here. I finished up the Venture Brothers. The way season seven ends makes me really sad that there's never going to be another season. Hope. For now. For now, of course. Because you never know when shit happens that surprises us. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm pretty sure the Venture Brothers has been one of those shows. I think I remember... From the time it aired up until now season seven, there have been many times where it's like, okay, this is not happening. We're not doing any more. Yeah. And then it just happens to continue on somehow. So I feel like, you know... I know season eight is, like, written, at least. Yeah. And I, 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 I think the fact that they haven't just released, like, a synopsis of what would happen, it points to me that they're thinking about trying to get it somewhere else. Yeah, because I feel like there's enough like and demand for the Venture Brothers that it would not surprise me if another studio just went ahead and just like, you know, we want the rights to this, we want to do this. And like, I, I know nothing about like the Venture Brothers community right now, but I'm thinking about like checking in on it mm-hmm. and being like what the consensus for the best season is. But for me, it's season six. I think season six is the peak of the series, which is really cool because I think it, I don't think it ever gets yeah, it's weird. bad. Per se. I think season four is kind of a low point. Mm-hmm. Season five is a bit of a low point, actually. You know, and it's weird to find a show like that where, you know, it's good starting off, but it gets better. Because so many shows, like, it starts out great, and then it just kind of starts dwindling. Venture Brothers just keeps getting better, in my opinion, as it goes on. Yeah. Except for that weird little dip in four or five-ish. There's, four there's or like, five-ish. a bit in, like, four or five. I, I can't really remember because those seasons kind of run together in my yeah. head. Where it definitely feels like they were kind of running out of ideas. Hmm. And then season six changes the setting. It brings back old characters. There's a there's like a very large lack of Dr. Orpheus, which sucks. But like, yeah. whatever. Um, and then like... But but it's, it's Brock is back with them. There's way more Brock. There's way more Monarch. There's way more Dr. Girlfriend. Like there's way more of all the characters that I love yeah. in season six. Um, and finding out, like, the actual beef between the Monarch and Venture is great. It's great. Oh, it's so good. Um, okay, but Venture Brothers, backlog score, I would give... I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Because I feel like, I feel like if you were familiar with, like... It it is pretty much a direct parody of Johnny Quest, which I grew up watching Johnny Quest... Like on my dad's with my dad's old, old my dad's old VHSs of the show, and like that show's great. It's like a really good old cartoon. 
It's like right up there with Scooby Doo for me. Um, it like definitely enhances the fact that it's like, by, by the fact that it's a parody. It, it definitely makes it a lot funnier because there is their own <laughs> Johnny Quest like variant. He's like he's like a recovering crackhead, which is great. Oh, and then uh, okay. Oh. The other thing. I, oh yeah. No what. You know what episode I remember so much? Like, it is still one of my favorites. Uh, oh, what was it? It was, I think, it was, was it season one? Maybe season two. But, uh, where they're having to get the old crew together that, uh, oh, that Dr. Venture's dad. I think that's, I, that might be season three. Okay, maybe it was season three. I, but it's the episode where they go to the funeral. Yeah. Right? I love that episode. Um,. One of my other favorites is the group therapy episode. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, oh, okay. But Adventure Brothers, 8 out of 10. Uh, I also, from last season's anime, which I've slowly been getting caught up on, I watched um, God of High School, which was pretty good. I, I like... Okay, okay. I, I have to qualify a lot of things when I talk about that show. Because I feel as though for an adaptation of a Korean Manga. web like I think it's actually like a webcomic. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't I don't know exactly, but it, it has webcomic energy to it, I feel. Um and it is Korean as fuck. Holy shit. It's so Korean. I love it. Um <laughs> But God of High School is essentially just a big tournament arc show, and I kind of thought it would just be a tournament arc, but what I got was, like, super crazy batshit cult, like, like, cult trying to summon their ancient god kind of cult, and then also suddenly stands, and, like, a bunch of crazy shit. Like, it, it is, it is a show that has a very simple premise and is very well animated and the music is really good and the way it, it like it develops its characters works fairly well your cat is going nuts I know Ooh, time for kitty jail yes go to kitty jail okay but so God of High School is fucking great I, I really enjoyed it. The story really loses you. From what I, from what little bit I've seen, because, you know, so stuff that I'm interested in watching, I hear it's definitely, like, from an animation standpoint, it's really kind of where it shines. It, it's... So the fights are very solid. I, I don't think it, it has, like, the kind of emotion behind it that, like, pushes it to, like, a perfect kind of fight. But from an animation standpoint and a music standpoint, it's executed very well and done very well. There is... It is, it is mostly just throwing a bunch of cool shit at you. Mm -hmm. And you're going, that's some cool ass shit. Which is like... It, it, it's so cool that it works. But I feel like if it was any degree less cool, it would not work. Mm -hmm. Um... Overall, though, I would probably give it a six and a half out of ten. It's it's good, but if you wanted like a shonen show with like a deep with deep mechanics and like deep lore 
and like you know inter- okay it has interesting characters but like they are kind of one and done with yeah. them it's like okay that character's arc got resolved in like an episode time for them to sit in the background it, it has like the dragon ball problem mm. which is like okay that character's cool let's never hear from them again um which is like I, I, that kind of sucks cat is the cat kitty jail 60 days from now, she'll be executed by lethal injection. Did you take away her carrot ration? Jesus. Mm. This is the gulag. Took away right to do. <laughs> okay. But anyways, uh, I said God of High School was essentially a 6.5. I think it, it, it works on an animation and, like, cool shit and music level, but it just doesn't have the characters to carry it the rest of the way. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't. And as I said, the story, like, it really lost me. Like, I understood what was going on with the main character at the end, but that is because I have, like, weird, obscure mythology knowledge. So, like, someone goes, Sun Wukong, and I go, yo! But, like, I don't know if everyone would have that kind of reaction. So it might just be me. Okay. But yeah, no, I liked it though. It was de- it. It's good. It's for sure good. Like I, I would not, I wouldn't. I would recommend it. I think overall. Okay. God. I've been interested in watching. What's it on? Uh, Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll. Okay. It's like a it's a Crunchyroll exclusive, like uh, Tower of God was. Like uh, Giobachi. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. Zach, we still we, 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 we ought to watch it because it's done. It's twelve episodes. <laughs> I'm sure it's garbage. It, but it is it is garbage. You can't. I, and that's the thing with you now Netflix shows like that, especially that one, Gabachi. I wanted to hate it so much, but there's something weirdly charming about how bad it is. Yes, yeah, it's bad, oh. but it's charming. Unlike Ajin, which is just bad. Did I have I did I ever talk about the Dragon's Dogma anime? Oh, we you talked about it last time. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you some, said it was. It was I bad. still think about it pretty regularly because I feel like if it was slightly better, it would work. Stop it! Stop, yeah, stop fucking. Stop it! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Will. He just he's just just, just <laughs> on the recording. That's that's the base effect. Um, so is it my turn now? Is it my turn? Yeah, I guess. So this is from a, a bit while back that I watched this. I just couldn't fit it in in any of our previous episodes. But I watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House uh, in preparation to watch uh, Bly Manor, which I still haven't watched yet. So, you know, that's fine. But it is a horror show developed and produced by Netflix. It's a... Uh, a show based off of the novel *The Haunting of Hill House*. As a horror show, I think it works because there are weird, spooky scenes with it. It's not something like, have you seen the movie *Sinister*? No. Zach, have you seen the movie *Sinister*? I think I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so *Sinister* is like a demon from like, a weird Aramaic cult. 
and it's scary because it's a demon from a place you don't know. Okay. This is Horror of the Familiar. It is in a house that people could potentially live in. It is set fairly recently. I think they had to adapt it for it to be more recent, for it to make sense in today's era, but uh, it, it, it's something that could easily happen to anyone. And it's not like The Conjuring, where it's like the wild, weird, crazy shit, demon possession. This is like a, um, a lingering childhood trauma kind of horror. So, so like, uh, essentially the premise is a family of a mom and dad and five kids move into an old house that they're renovating to flip it. While they're there, spooky shit starts happening like day one, night one. Youngest daughter sees a ghost with a broken neck. She calls her the bent neck lady because she's just like... I actually have a jumping off point from this. And yep. I, I want to go, go next. Okay. I actually have something that's like tangentially related to Haunted House. Okay. Got it. Okay. Noted. Um, anyway, spooky shit goes down. Uh, you know, kind of classic horror. Mom really gets weird with one of the ghosts and isn't realizing what she's doing and it's harming the family. Are we talking like uh, American Horror Story getting weird with one of the ghosts? Uh, not not that weird, just like one of the ghosts is like presenting itself to the mom in a dream and is like convincing her like you gotta protect your kids, your husband is gonna hurt them like my husband hurt mine. Oh, okay. And so the way to protect them is you put rat poison in the tea. And okay, so like psychological manipulation. Yeah, that, that sort of stuff. The, it, it's mostly middle, like, like 10 to maybe 13 age kids and then there's like two five-year-olds and five-year-olds are fucking stupid so <laughs> uh, they don't realize that mom's put rat poison in the tea but dad does so it, it, it's it flash forwards and the youngest sibling commits suicide and the family has to reunite together and kind of work through the trauma that occurred during their childhood and if it's not pretty clear by now, the overall theme is like family trauma. I think that works very well. I think also just like family living in creepy place is a good horror it's, aesthetic. And it's and it's and it's interesting because it bounces between the past and the present constantly, and it gives like it. I think it's like ten episodes. It gives an episode to set up. It gives an episode for each child. Gives an episode for mom and dad, and it gives an episode to wrap up. I think there might only be eight episodes, nine episodes. Whatever. My math isn't great. <laughs> but it it's very interesting to watch because there's like background horror. You'll see a full shot of the family, and there's one too many people in the shot. And you only will notice it if you're paying attention to what's going on. And then there's like actual real scary stuff from the frame of the children whenever they're young like getting stuck in uh one of those dumb waiters that goes into a secret room in the house and weird shit happens there and it's way scarier because you're a child and it frames it like that 
But overall, it's like a 7 out of 10 for me. It, it's got some very effective scares. Um, deals with a lot of interesting societal issues. I feel like that's a theme of most everything I watch now. It's like, it's got to have something about societal issues. I mean, it's why Persona 5 is your favorite one. Dude, Despite most of its, it's theme being society bad. Yeah, but bro, society is bad. I mean, yeah. Society bad. Go punch a giant god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Haunting of Hill House, 7 out of 10. Uh, I would recommend not binging it. Because it's like hour-long episodes. Watch one or two a day. Uh, at night, preferably. Because, you know, it's spookier at night. Uh, Did you binge all of the boys in, like, one night, by the way? No, it was, like, a span of, like, three days. Jesus. Jesus, fuck. But, yeah. Uh, Haunting Hill House is pretty good. Uh, I know Spook Spooktober is almost done. It's worth it. It's worth watching. Okay. So, speaking of haunted houses... Uh, I've been playing a game with some friends. Oh, is this that Phantasmo... Phasmophobia? Phasmophobia, yeah. Yeah, so I've been playing Phasmophobia. Disney's Fantasia 2000. So, the this, is a game, this is a game that I would essentially describe as Ghost Hunter Simulator, except the ghosts are real. Like, you have, oh, like... Oh, the ghost hunters aren't real, but the ghosts are real. Oh, no, like, you have, like, a typical ghost hunter sort of setup, except the ghosts are real. Like, like, you know how, like, you sit in a room with, like, they sit in the room with a radio, oh, they and they're like, Kenneth, Kenneth, are you here? And they get, like, a weird bit of static, and they're like, oh, and they run out of the house. <laughs> see, see, it's like that, except, except you go, Kenneth, Kenneth, are you here? And it goes, yes. And you go, <laughs> and you run the fuck out. Um, but, like, I think the coolest thing about that game, uh, besides having really good VR integration... Is that uh, it? It so it has a voice recognition thing within the game. So like, while you're on the radio, if you find like if you're, tr you're trying to find the room where the ghost is with the radio, and like you have to be talking into the radio the whole time that you're trying to figure it out, and the ghost will actually answer some of your questions. Like you can be like, "What do you want?" and it'll be like, "Die or kill." Or, like, you can be like, we mean you no harm. Give us a sign, and it'll, like, throw a plate at you and say kill. Um, and, like, it is... So, basically, you're, you're trying to gather evidence of what kind of ghost it is. And maybe, if you're lucky, you can maybe snap, snap a picture of it. If uh, you, you can survive. Is it real scary looking? So, yes. Oh, fuck. There are several different ghost models. One of them is just, like, a shadowy outline. One of them is, like, is... I think I think one of my favorite ones that I've seen... Uh, so there's a wraith one as well, which, like, comes down. Like, it can... It, the wraith's ability is that, like... So they all have unique things. Like, gins are super territorial. Like, you, you don't really want to be in the same room as a djinn because it'll just attack you. Like, with no warning. Demons attack, like, motherfuckers. Poltergeists only attack people when they're alone. And poltergeists throw shit at you. That makes me think of uh, one of those ghost shows and they're always like, you gotta go in there by yourself. Yeah. And he's like, no, no I don't want it. They're like, yeah. 
you got it, because I'm the host. And he's like, oh, man. No, I, no, we always have like a we always have like a thing where we go back to the truck and we go, okay, who has the highest sanity? Because whoever has the highest sanity gets locked in the house with the ghost. <laughs> and it's always me. Like, I remember I, I was playing it with Sean. And like, so I'm like sitting there with my flashlight and I'm like, Richard, Richard. Because if you say the ghost's name, they get mad. So I, I like I had like my camera. I wanted to snap a picture of Richard's balls, dude. So, so I'm like sitting there with my flashlight and my camera. I'm like, come out, Richard. Show me your balls. This is a mandated government inspection. And, and then my flashlight started flickering. And I hear I hear I try to like contact Sean over the radio, and the radio's dead. And I, I I'm like I'm gonna leave. And I go to the door. The door's locked. And I turn around and I see this little shadowy figure sitting in the doorway. And I go. Richard! And then it just starts moving towards me and I'm like seven pictures. And I see Sean, I like hear Sean on the other side of the door be like, Turner, I can't get you out. I'm like, it's okay, Sean, I snapped some pictures. And then I get murdered. <sighs> That's pretty that sounds pretty good. It is it is a great game. It's like 13 bucks on Steam. It's like really cheap. Too bad I have a potato. I kinda think it would work. It's like very low end. My potato can't run Colonel Sanders. Okay, not your potato. <laughs> it's really a potato. Do you still have the monitor, by yeah, the way? So, okay. So it's at my parents' house. Okay. Now that I actually have a big boy job that pays me real money, maybe one day I can buy a computer. Hey, now's a good time to buy parts. The, the new graphics card just came out. All the other ones are getting cheaper. I just got to be able to play my JRPGs, man. Well, like you still want a good graphics card. I know, but just, just what I just have, what I have would probably be fine. I'll ask you more questions after the podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. So, what's your backlog score for Fantasia? For Phasmophobia, dude. I I think as far as being a game that is entirely unique, in that I've never heard of or played anything quite like this, mainly because it, it's co-op. That's like the best part about it. And, like, just the way the ghosts work is great. Um, and there's, like, there's a fuck ton of maps. It's, like, it's very well designed. It's a bit buggy, but, like, I know there's a lot of bugs with the VR, but it's also, like, made in Unity. So I don't really have, like, high expectations for that. And it's 13 bucks. Yeah. I would probably give it, like, a, like an 8. That's pretty good. I've, I've been spooked. Especially because when you're dead, you turn into a spirit and you can see the ghost all the time. Oh. The ghost just ignores you, but like you can just look at it. And look at his balls. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I, one of my favorite, one of my other favorite things that we've done is there was a bit where like me, Chris, and our and Chris's friend Matt were just in a house and we were like, he's not showing up. He's not showing up. Richard's not showing up. And I and I I like turned to Chris and I turned to Matt. And I just go, Richard, 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 Richard. And we all just started doing it. And then the lights started flickering and he showed up. And, and that like, boop, boop, snapped a picture of him. He was like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's like genuinely really funny. Um, identifying the ghost is probably my favorite part though. Is that you're like, the EMF, the EMF meter hit a level five and you like stick it in your notebook. And you're like, oh, my thermostat's detecting super cold temperatures. It's, like, really great. And then, like, later you find out that you were just right next to the refrigerator. 
<laughs> it's a good game. Zack! Your turn. Okay, so... Alright, one, and me and you can talk about this, uh, together, you, you don't get it. You don't get much say because uh, you ignored my offer to watch this with me. Oh, some other anime, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. Oh, I watched Burn the Witch, by the way. Oh, yeah. wait, wait a minute. Yeah, we watched Burn the Witch. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. No. Okay. So we can all talk about Burn the Witch. Yeah. Dude, that bit when they're hoisting up that sign that says Soul Society West Branch, I literally <laughs> popped out of my seat. I went, "What?" My dad was like, "What?" I was like. And so, uh, by the way, I started. I saw connected. By the way, I started rewatching Bleach, and now I'm gonna reread it because I forgot how like how bad the pacing of the anime is in general. I think I'm gonna watch all the fights in Soul Society because it's like the best part of the anime. It's on Netflix. It's only like up to Soul Society, and then yeah, the, the like massive filler arc after that. Yeah, that's all you need. But like whatever. I, I I would argue you need the Waco Moon Tour. I think I have the DVDs for like the first six seasons somewhere. But yeah, Burn the Witch. I think I talked about the manga a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's good. I like it. I hope that he does more. The the anime seemed a bit bare. It the manga's the same. Oh okay. I like the I like the aesthetic quite a bit though. I like. I, I think, yeah, there's really nothing that I had, like, issues with. It it does not devolve just a whole lot of information about the world or too many of the other characters. Which, not, um, I think, works in its favor because, you know, with Kubo, you assume this was a one-shot. Like, you know, I feel like this does enough to drive people's interest in it because, you know, it leaves a lot of those, like, blaring questions like, what what is all this? What the fuck mm-hmm. is going on? And I feel like, you know, if Kubo decides he does want to continue with it, that... Does a lot. Well, he's, just, doing, he's doing a season two of the manga, which who knows what that means. Dude, Kubo's a weird guy, okay? He just wants to call, draw cool people doing cool shit. I will say... other people doing cool shit. I will say my one criticism is, really, Kubo, you couldn't resist having, like, another Captain Squad? Look, man, Captain Squads are so cool. It's... Uh, no, you're Pl- right, though. They're so Pl- cool. Pl- Pl- I'm bad, with, I'm bad with names, especially in this one. But, uh, the one guy who sprays vigils with spray paint to summon demons, that is a fucking cool aesthetic. That's I'm sorry, cool. that is fucking cool. It's so good. Like, every time that I'm, like, that I, like, level the criticism towards Kubo in my head, the thing that I just level the criticism against does cool shit that makes me just go, alright, you win. Yeah, Bleach has a terrible story at the end. However... It's cool. Everyone does dope it's shit. It's cool factor. God. Do you, you remember that one sword in Bleach? Whoever did that, the guy who's like, it was like a hook sword. Yeah, Every time he did stuff with it, it, it was double in weight and it stacked. And he fought that iron car guy who had wings and he was like, your wings are now 64 times the weight they originally were. And he falls out of the sky. So good. Dude, what a fuck, guys. Mmm. He's so, he's so cool. Bleach makes me mad, because, like, so many characters don't get, like, resolution. They're all so cool. Just wait until you read the Quincy War arc. I'm not. I'm just going to read up to, like, Soul Society no, and no, stop. No, 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 no. Quincy War has some cool stuff. 
it suffers because it had to end so quickly. I might just st- pick up... I might read Soul Society and then pick up at the end of the full ring arc, because I remember everything else. Yeah, Wake of Mundo is pretty much the same thing as... It's the same thing as Soul Society arc. It's just why it's inferior. It's just different characters doing maybe cooler things. Sometimes, sometimes not. Okay, okay. I'll okay. I'll Wizard say. stuff, very cool. Everything else... Kind of okay. Grimjaw, great. Unkiora, terrible. Oh, so bad. I look. I get it. The aesthetic is cool. Yeah, I, I will say the only thing Unkiora in the beginning when he isn't crammed down your throat like a very bad joke Jinshi. At first, Unkiora's like, okay, you're cool. I like you, but then you get so much Unkiora, it's like, oh dear God, why? I just want this to end. Yeah, he's got okay, three power. Jujutsu. Speaking of Bleach. Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen, Jujutsu Kaisen yes. feels like a spiritual success. In a lot of ways, yes. It it also has like its own thing going. Mm-hmm. But I with like so I think episode one I was like yes, episode two I was like okay, mm-hmm. episode three I was like mm-hmm, and then this was recent episode I was like. Okay, yep. I've not seen the most recent episode. I've seen obviously episode three. You need to watch that new one. It's the best one so far. Okay. So, pretty much a juicy kaijin. Pretty much, uh, uh, you have high school boy. Uh, he good at shit. Uh, and then he's, he gets... He's physic. He's, like, superhumanly strong. Yes. And then, uh, other dude... So, he... he the superhumanly strong dude hangs out in an occult club. Because he is nice to people, and he wants... And he has, he doesn't want to do anything with track, and then... I, it still cracks me up, but the track instructor's like, we'll have a contest. He's like, okay. And he whoops just, that guy's ass, and he's just in such disbelief. It's so good. But, uh, essentially, uh, he's, like, doing stuff, and then his grandfather dies. dies, and says, like, probably some of the most, like, heartfelt last words I've heard in, like, quite a while in anime. And then uh, the occult club that he was hanging out with uh, finds an object that actually carries cursed occult energy, and they break the seal on it, and it's like a dried finger. And all hell breaks loose. So then then this one dude shows up who's uh, part of the Soul Society. I mean, sorry, Jujutsu Sorcerer Society. Sorry, school, not society. Who is like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get you out of this, and then that guy gets his ass kicked, and the the creature's about to eat the finger, and main guy's like, okay, and main guy eats the finger, and he gets basically possessed by a demon, but he breaks the demon's control, and he's just cool now. It's this Ichigo. Yeah, no, it like it really does feel like a spiritual successor to Bleach, but I swear to you, it does really good stuff. Okay, okay, so it also has probably my favorite setup of shonen team in like quite a bit. Okay, I, the girl character, she's one of my favorites. Ten out of ten, she's great. I I'm love saying, her. The girl character, you know how she fights. Uh, her primary weapons are a mallet and nails. She'll like float up the nails in the air and just. And just hammer, hammer them so they'll shoot out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The uh, the the one dude summons stuff. There's the the dude with the blindfold is like my favorite because he's like he like sees the dude the the guy get possessed and he's like look if you can look like you're you're gonna have to die because you ate that. 
But if you say that you have some kind of control over this spirit, relinquish control to him for 20 seconds and then take it back. And he does it, and the spirit, like, rushes him, and he just styles on the spirit the whole time. He's like, look, we're in front of my junior. I'm going to show off. I fucking love Blindfold. Mm. It's, like, my favorite of the group. Plus, you also have Headmaster Guy that... Makes do- Dude, his, dolls that he makes so up his ass. His, his ability is he makes like stuffed animals and then he has them possessed by spirits. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's like so good. Is this just Yokai Watch meets Bleach? Yeah, essentially. Kind of. Okay, but it works. It like works really well. Um, but I, I just think you get a curse fighting pa- panda bear. Dude, we haven't seen the panda. We haven't yet. seen him yet, but you see him in the opening. He's in the opening. Ooh, like, ooh. there's something about having a panda as a character. Just storming the rooftops to do cool shit. It's like, oh, <laughs> so good. Dude, the last time a panda was a character was Gans. Uh, if you watch Beastars, you'll you'll get. Oh no, you're right. I, no, I watch Beastars. You're right. Oh, you did watch Beastars. How, yeah, how did you like? I love Beastars. I hear the manga just ended. Uh, yeah, I heard just ended like very, very recently. Yeah, like within the last two weeks. Which I need to finish it because I. I hear, I hear the, the I hear it's really good. Yeah, Season it is. two is confirmed for Netflix. One hundred ninety six chapters. Yeah, B stars. Oh, that's really not that bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. B stars super super good, especially the manga. So, yeah, but anyway, yeah. What, what's the lady's name? Paru Itagaki. Think so. I think so. She's the daughter of the guy who writes Grappler Baki. <laughs> Which is really funny. <laughs> That's pretty, that, that is pretty funny. So, yeah, I wonder if the guy who writes Grappler Baki is like, You want to surpass me? Dude, I just... but No, but my favorite thing about her is that she, uh, she wrote under an alias for like two years. So that no one would know. That's the correct way to do things. Yeah, like... I just I just have such a respect for that because that was her own decision. She wanted to do that like from the start. She still hasn't revealed her face. She she wears like a chicken head. <laughs> it's like it's like Yoko Taro, but chicken like you know the you remember the chicken from Beastars? Yeah, she wears that. And she wears that hat. I like the, it. The chicken that sells her eggs to be eaten, and she wants to make the best quality eggs imaginable, and she takes pride in people eating her eggs. It, it's, it, it's a trip. I love that side story. It's so good. And like, yeah, but anyway, I'll get back. So, Jujutsu Kaijin, from the early stuff I've seen, I'm very excited to see where it'll go. I, I'm very interested in it. I think it... I think this is going to be the new Shonen Hotness. For like a good bit. Yeah. Um, have you watched the Inuyasha sequel series yet? I have not. I I would still say give it a bit longer. I'm still not quite sure on it. Yeah. It's just taken a bit to... It's Inuyasha. The pacing's very slow. <laughs> so like I just kind of expect it to be like that. I just want it to do well to a you, certain degree. Because you know, we talked about this before. Because you know like I started re-watching Inuyasha from the beginning for like the long... For a good while, and I still want to get back to where I kind of finished. Because now I finished right at the end of the Bank <clears throat> Seven arc, a little past it. I love that arc, but it's so draining. Yeah, it's it is. so long. And it's like you know, I still want to get back after that and get to the end of it, so I can say yes, I've watched it from beginning to end. Well, you gotta watch the movie too, because the movie's like how it actually ends. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I still need to do that. I want to do all that before I get into the new series. Plus, it'll give me time for more episodes to be released. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I wouldn't really give Jujutsu Kaisen a rating, personally. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah, it's too early. early. But it, it is, like, a new thing that I would like to, like, endorse. Um, I've got one more thing. I also have one more thing. Uh, it might take a hot second. So, do you want to go, or... Yeah, it's my turn. Oh, yeah. It's my turn. Okay, well, I have to go to use your bathroom. Gone, boy! <laughs> You're just gonna sit there? Yep. Everyone's gonna know. Everyone's gonna know? Yeah. You getting up to go use Zach's bathroom? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise known as the community bathroom. It, it just is. It's the guest bathroom. It just always happens to be yours. There's bathroom. a rose post right outside our door. <laughs> It's the one right by the living room. Categorically, it is the guest bathroom. I'm sorry that you don't have the master bedroom with the master bathroom. Because me and Lauren have it. Uh, Shame. Yeah, You don't get to fucking have the master bathroom. You ain't got a wife. I could get one real quick. No, just no. find some random street mm -hmm. walker mm -hmm. in Westside. Mm -hmm. Go to the courthouse mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. I got the one. Mm -hmm. Now we're doing mm -hmm. what we need master. Mm -hmm. It also takes sixty dollars. I get paid tonight. I can count the sixty bucks. <laughs> it's too late. I've already peed everywhere. It's mine. You're not. Uh, are you a fucking cat? Yeah, that's why I have two other cats. I pee on those cats so that they're they know they're mine. <laughs> I pee on so many things, Zach. Mark the territory. This isn't what I wa I've watched, by the way, or played, because I'm going to have a video game. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is what we'll have to talk about, is just this, pissing on everything. Yeah, in the last two weeks, I've decided to just pee on everything I own, that way nobody else wants it. Turner just now made it to me. Dear fucking Christ, Turner. <laughs> he was probably chatting with Lauren, playing with the cats. Maybe we ought to ask Ned if he can cut this part out. No, I'll keep it. Just keep it the 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 bullshit rambling. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's a pretty enchanting can of coke you got there. Oh, uh, yep, it matches your empty bottle of sweet leaf tea with the wrapper in it. Um. Uh, yeah, I would, give, I would give this a uh, Sweet Leaf Tea uh, a 6 out of 10 on my bath. Fox Horror is very okay. It, sweet Leaf Tea just is not a great tea. It, it's very <clears> okay. Um, now, Coke. I'll, that's, I'll give, that's, a, that's, a, that's a 9 out of 10 right there. I'll give it 8 out of 10 because no, can Coke is good, but Fountain Coke from McDonald's, that is easily a 9.5 mm. out of 10. See, I'm a big fan of uh, canned vanilla Coke. That's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. Uh, honestly, controversial. I think I like Pepsi. I I can't. I look. I know. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, no, but I think I like Pepsi now. My thing is, 
I like Coke because it's not nearly as sugary sweet tasting. There's more of like a, what I'll call a defined flavor, even though it's just sugar. A robust flavor profile, um, a taste of lime. There, there's more will. of a bite to it than Pepsi, whereas Pepsi just tastes just... I, I don't understand why. You know, and it's weird. American Pepsi I don't like, but when I was abroad in New Zealand for a couple weeks, I tried the Pepsi they had out there because I'm like, okay, I just want soda. And I didn't have Coke, so I just bought a bottle of Pepsi. And I gotta say, those people outside of the U.S. know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to candy and soda. That stuff tastes like so much better. Yeah, the chocolate that I had while I was in Scotland. Even even I mean, the Kit Kat, the Kit Kat bar is like was different, but I was like this is good, this is better. Yeah, I like good. this better. Um, I I liked the Cokes and like Fanta. Fanta is really big. Yeah, Fanta's really in in Scotland. I don't know why, but it's it's good. Uh, it's not yes. near as sugary. Yes, same at same in New Zealand. Uh, there, so in Scotland, there's also a, a beverage called Iron Brew. Okay, I remember you talking about which that. is like an orange dreamsicle, and you either like it or you don't like it, and that's just how it is. And unfortunately, I no. didn't like it. It just tastes, you know, like when you go to the dentist and they put fluoride in your yeah. mouth. It kind of had like that as an aftertaste. I'm like, it was fine. It was pretty all right, but yeah. Now you know what does get a perfect score on the Blackhawk score of foods uh, uh, I have uh, brought uh, <laughs> of food and drinks. <laughs> meat pies, even the gas station meat oh, pies God. were so yeah. fucking amazing. Gas station food abroad is so much better. I we had meat pies constantly. Whatever, God, that like, is one thing they I like, miss. They're like a in Scotland, they were like a pound for two pies. Yeah, yeah, meat pies are dirt cheap and they are fucking amazing. And they have the the spicy English mustard that comes with them. Mm. God, I was kind of confused originally because you know I went to like a little cafe that had tea, meat pies. Hi, we decided to change the podcast. This is uh, the backlog of food that we ate abroad. Food that we ate abroad? Yeah. yeah. I remember I was so confused when I ordered the meat pie and a pot of Earl Grey and they're like, do you want some tomato sauce? I'm like, uh, oh, okay. fucking ketchup? Yeah, and then I got it. Like, oh, this, this is just ketchup. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say, steak and kidney pie and tomato sauce. The only like place I've really been that's foreign is like Mexico. And I was like a kid. So, <laughs> so I didn't really... Uh-huh. I, really I mean, like, authentic flan is fucking lit. It's a hell. All right. But uh, that's all I really have to say. All right, well, now I can finally talk about the thing that I wanted. We suggested maybe Ned cut out that section, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to listen to me. He's just going to go, oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, right, just sweet. keep it in for giggles. <laughs> that's what I say. Hey, Ned, if you're listening to this, I, I love you and I value our friendship, but you already know that because we're good friends. Also, go fuck yourself. <laughs> nice. Um... <laughs> God damn it! Now Zach's sleeping. I got into a conversation with Lauren outside too. I was I, telling her about job stuff. Talk talk about your shit. I'll be back in a few. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so I've been playing Pokemon White. Yeah, it, that's uh, my favorite. Well, Black is my favorite one. Well, it, Gen it's, Five in general. Gen Five is is good. It's the I, best. For a long time, I have only had White Two because. I was an idiot kid at 13. I was like, oh, they have white two coming out? I'm just getting white two and trading in regular white. I'm a fucking dumbass. The, the one solace I have of my childhood is that I never traded in games. 
That's smart. Because um, my brain... I have the brain goblin. So I have that same brain goblin that makes me not use items in games. <laughs> it's like, well, what if I need it later? Pokemon being like the one exception. Um, so I've been playing it, and it's I, I swear to God, I think it's been 10 years since I've played original black and white. What's your team? Uh, team right now, I've, I've rotated in and out a couple members. Uh, no longer on the team. Blitzel, fair. Cottony. Kind of fair. It, it's just not as good until Gen 6 whenever it picks up uh, the fairy typing as a words of cot. Thra. is a really good temp team member, though. I like him a lot. I used him in a XY Nuzlocke, and he was really good. But fighting just isn't super useful in this generation. And not. Well, there is one of the gym leaders, or one of the Elite Four is Dark. Yeah, but if you just have Bug... It's true. Um, bug is not great in this gen, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. You get Galvantula? Uh, that's true. Galvantula's like, cool. Galvantula's more of an electric type than a bug type. Yeah, in my book. It, it is. And um, uh, I think Samurott learns a bug move. I think he it, learns... It learns Fury Cutter and then Megahorn. Yeah, it does learn Megahorn. Uh, and Samurott's learn set is so good. Even by TMs, it's good. Who else is gone? Oh, and Stoutland is gone. Uh, Stoutland is only gone because I end up using it a lot in Nuzlocke. It's a good, it's a very it's, good all-purpose Pokemon because it learns all the fangs. It's so good. I, and it's just like the best n- Route 1 normal Pokemon. I oh, think, no, no. For Gen 5, it's Pat Rat. That's the Gen 5 normal. No, Lillipup's also on that route. Oh, it's thank, Pat Rat and Lillipup. Thank God. So I wait for Lillipup to Pat Rat. Um, Man, fuck Pat Rat. Fuck Pat Rat. All my homies hate Pat Pat Rat. And fucking Watchog. Dude, okay, that fucking Watchog retaliate strategy in the normal gym actually tripped me up as a kid. You know? I had Thraw by then, so it just ate it. Yeah, see, I went and caught caught Sock. Which is inferior to Throw, but it's black. Um, So my team right now is... A Fracture, a Lampant, Seismitoad, yeah. Galvantula, yeah. Archaeops. Yeah. God damn it, this always fucking happens. And uh, Sawsbuck. Sawsbuck, I, I think I mentioned this to you when we talked about this earlier, but I think Sawsbuck is the weirdest one. It I, I, I know it is, but it's a grass normal type, and it's physical, and it's fast. It's true. Also... And, Sawsbuck is probably my favorite localization name. Have I, I think I've explained why, but for those of you at home, Sawsbuck is spelled S-A-W-S Buck. So it's summer, autumn, winter, spring. Buck. Buck. And its form changes depending on the season. Uh, it's it's so, just cool. I love it. Um, Conceptually, it's a great Pokemon. I wish it was like a little better or had an evolved form. Yeah. It's, How it's, about Seismitoad, though? Seismitoad's pretty good. Um, it's weird because it's pretty even between uh, attack and special attack. It's a uh, mixed... It's There's a lot of mixed attack or water types in Gen 5. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, Galvantula is pretty good. Galvantula's a staple. Why didn't you get Ferrothorn? I... Uh, I just... I... Raising a Ferro seed kind of sucks. Yeah. It's like it's like raising a Pineco. There's 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 a lot of Pokemon in Gen Five that evolve 
very late. Uh, Crocodile is one of them, I think. Hydreigon doesn't evolve until like level 70. 70. No, uh, I think it's 65. 65. Larvesta doesn't evolve until level 59. Ooh. Litwick doesn't evolve until... Stone. into uh, No, into Lampant until level 41. And then what? a stone. I didn't think it was that long. That long and then a stone evolution. Oh, I didn't think it was that long because you catch Litwick like fairly... Not late, late, but you like... Catch it you catch it like mid, mid You catch it mid, mid game. Yeah, it but takes, I it will takes say long. the best part about Gen Five is the Aldinos. Oh, on like I know it sucks to have like exponentially lowered experience as you get higher level. It's so in hindsight that wasn't the best system, but it's it's fixed by the fact that there is a Pokemon that is literally a giant bag of XP. You just have to wait until the ground goes shaky, shaky. Yeah, it it, it makes repels have like a very good practical mm. use in that Gen too. Yeah. Which I, is great. Honestly, in comparison to the new games where everyone gets EXP... That system makes it a little easy, is my only yeah. thing. And turning it off makes it too hard, I and feel. And not being able to turn it off in Gen 8, just... I... It, Pokemon's not about the challenge anymore. It's it's not. Unless it's you about go, the adventure, which... Unless you go competitive, and then now it's... Honestly, Gen 8 is the most accessible for competitive. Because, like, you can catch Pokemon with hidden abilities in raid dens. Uh, it's super easy to breed. You have items now called Golden Bottle Caps that are pretty hard to come by, but if you use them, it gives your Pokemon max IVs. But it were those in Gen 7 as well? They were, but they don't transfer with breeding. So if you get a Pokemon with a good nature and, like a good egg move pool, you don't have to hope that it's got good IVs, you can just bottle cap it. And now there's, uh, with the second wave of DLC out, there's a thing called the ability patch, which you can give it to a Pokemon, and it switches its ability to its hidden ability, so you don't even have to do a shitload of raids to get the Pokemon that you want. It's actually quite good. Yeah, it's super accessible. Um, the only bad thing is like trying to get berries that reduce EVs. I haven't bought any DLC for any Nintendo game yet. I don't even think about it. I now that uh, the second wave of DLC is out for Sword and Shield, I might get it over the holidays. I think other things have just come out. I know I'm still waiting to spend my money on Yakuza. Um, I, you know. Every time I'm like, I'm, oh yeah, and Cyberpunk, I go, yeah, but that's not coming out this year. I'm calling mm-hmm. that shit right now. Yeah, I guarantee it won't be out until next year. It was going to come out in April. Yeah, and then they just... Or May, and then they moved it to October, then they moved it to November, and now they're moving it back again. It's just, it's crunch time, baby. It's been in crunch for like four years, like... <laughs> it's just how, that's just how the company operates, yeah. which sucks. Um... Uh, but Pokemon... Young game developers out there, crunch bad. Crunch bad. You don't actually get actual benefits out of crunch, you just overwork your workers. Yeah. Make their lives miserable. It's just easier to extend how long the game is in development. Well, that's not really a developer issue, that's a publisher issue. Yeah. Like, I... If they can't get the deadline extended, like, that's not their fault. So, no, crunch I... is also on the publisher, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. No, it, it almost entirely is. Mm-hmm. Um... Pokemon, Pokemon White, eight out of ten. I I still think it is the best 
written non Fire Emblem Nintendo game. Yep. Ever. It's good. I uh, Gen Five. Both you, of the of the uh, games sets are great. Do you want to know my favorite thing about Gen Five? So there's a line where Sharon is talking to N, and he says, "Quit talking so fast." N actually has a text speed for his dialogue that's faster than any of the other text in the game. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's dope. Like, and it, it's always at that setting, because N's, one of N's character traits is that he talks too fast. I like N. He's the, interesting. N's great! I think he's, like, one of the coolest rivals, too, is because his team changes every time, and it's always Pokemon from the area that you've been in, just used in weird ways. Yeah. It's or, like, with the hidden ability or something. It's a, it's a good set of games. I like them. They're good. It's the peak of Pokemon. Have you been playing a Pokemon game, Turner? Uh, I'm... Okay. I will, I will describe my victory over Morty. <laughs> because, holy fuck, I, I fucking hate Johto. For, like, a lot of reasons. And, dude, okay, if you were a kid and you got stuck on Whitney's Mill Tank... Oh, I you, look that that's like a memory we all share. But you know who fucked my day way more? Fucking Morty, Morty and his goddamn stupid ass Dream Eater Gengar. I fucking you know, hate Morty. You know, you know who I remember gave me a shit ton of trouble randomly when I played Johto as a kid? Who? Uh, what was it? Claire's King, uh, Kingdra. Oh, that's, that one fucking sucks. That's too. because the only effective typing against it is dragon. And you don't get dragon. You don't get dragon. No. Because it resists water and fire. Electric is neutral because of the water typing. Grass does like maybe 0.25 damage. No, because it's water. Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Fire does 0.25 damage. Yeah, fire is like, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, I think the... But Morty's Gengar is a bastard. I, I trained up an Espeon, which I think has a perfect special attack IV. Because it's like level 25 now and its special attack is 100. Nice. It's insanely strong. Nice. Um, but Morty's Gengar is level 25. It was level 20 when I went in there. And Morty's Gengar outsped every single member of my team and one shot at all of them with a Shadow Ball. Yeah, because Gengar has got like 125 in special attack and 120 in speed. Yep. In a in a gen that is mostly physically defensive, I don't think there are any Pokemon leading up to Morty that are special defense oriented. Maybe Vulpix slash Nine Tails. Maybe also Meganium, but Meganium's more of a like it's just a it's, big, it's mixed tank. It's a more. mixed tank. Yeah. Um. So I went with my full team into the woods and I grinded everyone up to level twenty five. I bet that took. Three hours. Took most of an evening. This was after I had already spent most of an e- after I had already spent an entire evening running back and forth with my bike with my Eevee out so that it could evolve into an Espeon early. Fuck that game. Fuck its progression. I hate it. Oh, and it's so bad. You're you're at the cusp of the bad part, because now gyms five, six, and seven are all gonna be low thirties. And that's what it's going to be until you get to the eighth gym. You're just going to be dealing with... Where it with then spikes into the 40s. Yeah. Like, 
mysteriously and randomly. Like, oh, here we go from mid thirties to, <laughs> and then you low get to the four and it's fifties, and you're like, when? When was I? It's like it's like late forties. Late forties, and then Lance has maybe got two that are in the fifties. So he's got a level forty-eight Dragonite and two level fifty Dragonites. Yeah, which is impossible because yeah. Dragonite doesn't evolve. Look, well. okay, everyone in this, everyone in Gen two cheats. Even mm-hmm. the first gym leader cheats. That Pidgeotto is level thirteen. What the fuck? In gold and silver, it's level nine. Yeah, that's <laughs> <sighs> fuck Gen two. You just don't love your Pokemon enough to make them evolve way earlier. Do you have, I, I have a Poliwhirl. Do you have any idea when I'm going to get a Waterstone? Oh, fucking late. Kanto. <laughs> Do you have any idea the amount of trouble I had to go to get, to get a Moonstone? And then I went, oh, wait. I don't, like... Nidoran doesn't... Or Nidorino doesn't get Poison Point until level 41. I'm just going to evolve him now and say, fuck it. I mean, Poison Jab's a TM anyways, but that's during the generation that TMs are one use. Yes. Also, I was like, okay, I can just... At least I can get, like, a Brick Break TM, probably, at some department store for my fucking Poliwhirl. And then I'm like, where is the Brick Break TM? And it's like, Battle Frontier. I was like, go fuck yourself. Like, just, what is... Up with gold and silver. Like, God, what is up with dude. those games? God, I still remember because you know I played Soul Silver for a while. I beat the League Four and I had Sarcanto stuff. I just kind of had just dropped off on it. I don't want to say that's it. the furthest I've ever gotten because you get to Kanto and everything's in the sixties, and you're like, wow, why? Yeah, and I'm not saying like I'm like I'm giving up on the playthroughs. I'm taking a break because I kind of got burnt out on it. Yeah, but I remember like a. I got Ursa Ring for my party, because you know, I always want to use an Ursa Ring. Ursa Ring's my favorite normal type. It's my second favorite. What's your favorite? Probably Zangoose. Zangoose no, 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 no. Stoutland, Zangoose, Ursa Ring. Okay, so Zangoose is my second favorite as well, because learning swords dance via leveling up. This. Dude, Zangoose is so cool. Zangoose is the most self-sufficient Pokemon I've ever raised. It's so easy to raise. And, you know, for this playthrough that I was doing, I really wanted it, because... I did my childhood dream of having all three of the starters in my party through training my friends. I just wanted to do that one time. So what I had, Typhlosion, uh, Feraligatr, Meganium. Uh, took the time to friendship evolve for, so I could have Espeon and uh, blah, 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 blah. Umbreon? No. Uh, Crobat, yes. Crobat's friendship evolution is not that is not that hard. No. I, as someone who has raised like twelve Crobats, yeah, and I and I really did Crobat. Crobat's one of my favorite Pokemon. It's like the fastest Pokemon ever, isn't it? One of the it's, it's one it's, of the fastest. One of the new Pokemon released in the DLC is now the fastest. Oh, okay. Two hundred base speed. Why? One hundred attack, one hundred special attack, eighty HP, fifty defense, fifty special defense. What a fucking sweeper! Oh yeah, that's glass cannon. Yeah, so I that's, got that. That beat. How how's Archaeops, by the way? It's good, even with a attack bane nature. Dude, it's it's still like its stats are off the fucking charts. Hey, you know you want to know what's cool about the new Sword and Shield DLC? What? Arkin's a wild encounter. 
Okay, Arkin is my favorite rock Pokemon. It's pretty cool. Rock flying is just an interesting... You know, okay, we're talking about Pokemon so much. I want to move on to our discussion, but I still have one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I finally went back to Breath of the Wild and beat it. Wait, did you not beat Breath of the Wild before? No. I I got like three of the of the divine beasts in, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't. And then and then I just like I I had it on the Wii U, and then I got my Switch, and then I got a copy of it for the Switch for like a big discount. So I forgot Breath of the Wild released on the Wii U. I think it was one of the last Wii U games. It's released. one of the last Wii U games. You know, but um, either way. I, okay, I there are things I want to talk about with that game, but I will break it down in the simplest of ways. Okay, the best, the Divine Beasts, in terms of dungeon quality, are as follows. Bird. Bird. Number bird. fucking one. Bird up. Dude, the bird's the best. I love it. Followed by Camel, which is the weird pick. It's the dark horse pick. Followed by Elephant. And then way down in the fucking shithole is the Salamander, because fuck that dungeon. I hate that dungeon. Fuck Salamander. All my homies hate Salamander. I didn't get far enough in that game. I saw the cracks. I don't even know what you're talking about. That I game just, is like... Per- that, okay, it's not perfect. It, it just, But that game is great. It is the best open world game to come out in like a decade. It is beautiful to look at. And I got tired I just don't think that's the genre for you, man. I don't think it is. It it just... It bored me to death. Just... I... Okay. uh, I did about half of the shrines. I will say that there were maybe five of them that were just combat trials. Uh... Like, I would say... 40-ish. Maybe... Yeah, about 40-ish that I was like, yeah, these are fun, interesting puzzles. And, like, cheesing through the puzzle is hilariously satisfying. Because you're like, hey, I did what wasn't intended. <laughs> Look at me, Daddy Nintendo. I'm a, I'm a speedrunner now. Gotta go fast. <laughs> you, like, like, the bit when you, like, when you, when you gamer jump. With the gamer jump, by the way, is when you, is when you pull out the shield mid-jump so that you get a higher, farther jump. And then you put away the shield before you land on the shield so you don't get rid of any of its durability. It's, the, it's a game. I call it the gamer jump. Um, when you, like, gamer jump over a, over a, like, pit that the game wanted you to, like, do a puzzle for, you're just like, fuck you. <laughs> it's great. I love that. It's so satisfying and hilarious as a concept. Um, and then there were maybe... Like, another handful of shrines that were just, hey, you blew up this wall and there was a shrine here, here you go. Like, like blowing up the wall was the puzzle. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then there's like five or so that I can, I can firmly say that I hate with every fiber of my being as being fucking terrible shrines. And they all involve the motion controls. <laughs> um... And not all of the motion control ones are bad, but most of them are terrible. Um, uh, what else? Hyrule Castle is a great end area. I really enjoyed it. Um, 
Story-wise, I don't really care about the game, except for what they did with Zelda. I really like what they did with Zelda. I, 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 the story just bored me. And that, I think that's another well, like, reason why I could I, I went and did all the memories. Because, like, I, I expected it to have a minimalist story. Because, like, I knew beforehand. I need story. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend a Zelda game, then, if I'm being honest. Except for, like, Twilight Princess. Oh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess used to have my favorite iteration of the Zelda character, but I think the Breath of the Wild Zelda might be my favorite one. Because oh. she is they she is played off as this like like bookworm nerd who has this great destiny thrust upon her and she just feels inadequate and just like nothing seems to be working the way she wants it to. Hey, I'm saying you can't And like her special powers that she's supposed to have aren't activating and she just feels like a failure. And it like really illustrates it super well because she's juxtaposed with Link who just like is Link. Like he's cool. He's literally walking around with the Master Sword on his back. His destiny is like completed. And she can't seem to like get hers even fucking started. And the way they portray that is really neat and interesting. It's like probably the most human the characters ever felt. Yeah. And I respect it, like a lot. I'm gonna say I do have a special spot in my heart for Wind Waker Zelda. Me too. Uh, she's she's like my third favorite. Mm-hmm. Tetra's awesome. The Wind Waker's another one I would recommend to you. It's a great game. Is that the one on a boat? Yeah. Is there a DS port of it? No. No. Is there a Wii U port? There's one that I played that was on the DS. Spirit Tracks? No. Phantom Hourglass. Maybe. That's the only other one on the DS. There was something with a boat. Yeah, that was Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, that one sucked. Hourglass is okay, but I, I hate that you have to use the stylus for everything. I, I just think Zelda hmm. might not be for me. You know, you know, another one that I do have a special liking for, Minish Cap. I've never been into Minish Cap. It has that problem of, like, not enough buttons. Yeah. I, I also tried to play Minish Cap. Did not. I just don't think I like Zelda. I, I, there's, I think you're just not playing the right ones. Cause I feel like I feel like Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess the is the one you would enjoy. It has like the most like story story uh, story aesthetic like like story centric sort of thing. I think the Wind Waker Link has the most personality because he's just a fucking snot nosed mischievous kid. You gotta like respect that to a certain degree. Um, oh, okay, but my final consensus on Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild is a... It's an 8 out of 10 that I never want to see again. I never want another Zelda like this. Uh, you know that's what they're going to do for 2, though. Okay, okay, but here's the thing, okay? But 2 can be saved in my heart if they add actual dungeons and maybe... Just maybe... Like, make the weapons last a tiny bit longer. I don't have an actual problem with the weapon durability system. It's not amazing, but what like what it does is it gets you to use a variety of weapons, and there's weapons everywhere, all the time, so the problem kind of doesn't really... Ex- like, like, you're never going to be without a weapon. Like, ever. Even in the beginning. And even then you have bombs. 
and yeah. like other mis- other interesting ways of dealing with enemies. Also, you can just run. It's like always an option. I am excited for the prequel series. That's a Warriors game. Uh, do you, that looks hype. I'm, I'm actually. Oh, you should also play Hyrule Warriors. I think it's the best Dynasty Warriors game that's ever been made. That's not true. No, it's no, it's better. There, there are the One Piece ones. No, it's. I can tell you right now, Chris. Yeah, it's. it's have way Have you seen Pirate Warriors Four? I've looked at it. You can finally destroy the arena. You can make new pads by destroying the building. Does it have like? fucking up team million unlockable characters and 300 plus hours of content. Okay, then it might be somewhat on par, but Hyrule Warriors is insanely good. I need I need to get Pirate Warriors 4. It, it, I've played it. It feels good because you can actually select what specials you want. And there's like eight specials per mainline character. It's, it's nice. Okay. Well, Zach, do you have anything else to contribute? I could talk about the Promised Neverland manga, but I'm still... Well, I think we should save that discussion for when we're all done with yeah. it. Well, come on, boys. I've been done for mines. <laughs> been sitting here on this on this sweet, sweet wealth of knowledge. Look, I'm thinking about rereading Bleach right now. Like, it... 400 chapters? That dang shit, bruh. 400? Is it only that many? Maybe 500. I thought it was like 700. No, hold... It's at least 600. I remember seeing 600 chapters. It might be 600. It is... Nothing just compares to me anymore like One Piece. In which Oda has confirmed he is going to reach 1,000 chapters by the end of the year. Even if that means he gives up. I don't have data here, so whatever. (laughs) Here, I'll look it up real quick. So, alright, well, if we don't have anything else to talk about, does that mean we're transitioning into our discussion topic? Yeah, but like I said, we're going to just keep it one. Ah, 686 chapters for Bleach. You were close. Okay. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Yep, that'd be it. Okay. So, um... Like I said, we're, we're going to just keep this as one file, so we're just going to go into our discussion like right now. Or, we do discussions and then end with questions, right? I never know. I always get this screwed We've up. mixed it up before. I think it's discussion then question. It's discussion and then questions. Okay, so I know we were talking about Pokemon a bit earlier. Um, I would like to pose the question to you fellas. Is Pokemon... Is Pokemon dead? I have many thoughts on Pokemon. Because I feel like there's there, there are several answers to that question. One of which, probably being the one in everyone's mind right now, is, no, Pokemon is not dead. Pokemon could never die. Because it makes the most, like, it's like the most profitable fucking brand on Earth. Or yeah. some shit. It's, it's extraordinary how much money the Pokemon company is worth. Like, it... It Billions. makes so much money. Hello. Um. Is she dressed up as Rosie the Riveter? Yep. Yeah. Nice. She's, she's going to dance tonight, and it, since it's almost Halloween, they're doing costume night. Oh. But she's worried no one else is going to dress up. Because, you know, that's what people do. 
They're like, hey, we're doing costume party, and then only three people show up in costumes. But um, I think Pokemon began its decline when the spinoff series got bad. I would say Gen 6. I would say tail end of Gen 5. Specifically, the Gen 5 Mystery Dungeon. I, I heard that that was lacking. Yeah. Uh, and then the third Pokemon Ranger game. Those, those two should have been the warning signs that, oh... Because, okay. Things aren't going Zach, to be Zach, I don't know what your great. opinion is on this, but I feel that Gen 5 is the peak of Pokemon. You know? Like, and, mechanically speaking, art speaking, like, world and decks speaking. I still prefer sprites to models. The sprites in Gen 5 look amazing. Look, Except Aerodactyls. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that didn't work. <laughs> it's so like, really, bad. jaw is too thick. He big jaw. I don't know, for me, because, you know, like, I started, like, I bought White when it first came out, didn't get far into it, and I was a dumb little kid and traded it in. And I just recently bought a copy of Black, and I haven't played it yet, so I don't have, I don't have a good... You don't have an opinion about Gen 5? Yeah, because I haven't really got, and probably I really won't really get to get into it, like, I, like, probably until winter break, and I actually have time to actually properly play games like I'd like. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. Um, but, like... I don't know, because really the last Pokemon I played... Was... I played X. Which, to me, is the beginning of the issues. Yeah. X is... I hear those are great games if you're doing a Nuzlocke. The, it is, because there's, one, a lot of variety. Two, a lot of routes. So there's a lot of encounters. And three, as long as you play with the EXP share off, it's actually fairly challenging. Okay. Uh, and then the downsides to it, though, are one, the EXP share makes it super buttfuck easy to power grind. Two, Pokemon and me, if you get your friendship levels high enough with your Pokemon, they just won't die. They'll always hold on. Uh, three, you can super train. Which you can just max out your Pokemon's IVs and like. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be. I thought it was. I thought you maxed out their EVs. Your EVs. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Um. I kind of miss super training. It was busted. Oh, it is. But you can access it from the very beginning. I love it. It's so stupid. It's. It makes it so easy though. It really does. Like, if you're just playing casually, whatever, but... Uh, the other issue that I always take with in some of the newer gens of Pokemon is that the Pokédexes aren't great. I don't... There's not a whole lot from Gen... The new Gen 6 Pokemon that I like. I think it's like Halucha and Dedini. And that's it. Honech and Dual Blade are pretty cool. I don't like them. I like them. I don't like them. I'm a basic bitch. I don't like them. Gen 7 had... Uh, I like... Are, do, do the Alolan forms count? Sort of. Yeah. I like Alolan Marowak. I like Salazzle. I like Toxapex. And I like Togedemaru. 
damn it, the other cat. The other cat. She's actually not sleeping in your bag for a change. You want to come? You want to come in? Well, I'll let you in because you won't be as destructive. Coming, coming to hang with the boys. Zulu. Ah. Oh. Okay, we have cat discussion now. Lou, what is your opinion on what the Pokemon franchise is dying? I think all the games should just be about me. Me, Lou the cat. I'm the only Pokemon. God. Okay. For those of you at home who can't see this cat, I have gone on record. I've told Will, I've told Lauren. Lou is the most aesthetically pleasing cat I have ever seen in person in my entire life. She's great. She's adorable. Uh... Yeah, like majestic. But uh, Gen Seven, it 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 had a, a much better Pokédex than uh, m- much better new Pokemon than Gen Six. But the problem with Gen Seven is that the route design is shit. It is so handholdy. It makes me. I I had to stop playing those games because I kept having my hand held. Also, but I will say though, some of the character writing in Gen Seven is pretty good. How is the worst, though? How is, like, the worst rival I've ever conceived? He's too happy. Okay, I know that, like, one of the things they've, they've gone on record in an interview saying is, well, we we can have, like, actual complex models now. Okay, cat, get the cat away from the mic. <laughs> she just wants to say her piece. Oh, my God. What a cutie. Okay, cat. Oh, cat. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Uh, something about models. Okay, so they were saying, well, now that we can have, like, more complicated models and they're not just sprites, we can have rivals that aren't just jerks, being their only personality trait. Hey, you, Which, can't, you can't go wrong with Silver. For, silver Silver is probably still one of my favorite. Do, I, I still say Barry is great, Sharon and Bianca are great. Sharon and Bianca. Sharon and Bianca. And uh, who's, who's, who's the guy from Black White 2? Hugh? Hugh's Hugh great, too. Because he's not a jerk. He's just someone who's very concerned about his Pokemon, and it makes him irrational sometimes. He's like, he's he, he is kind of like just a messed up dude, but like with good reasoning, because his sister's Pokemon was stolen and they never got it back. And so like he's he's very protective of his Pokemon. And like that's a character. Uh, How is not a character? He is. He's a guy. Uh, Gen eight has pretty good rivals. Uh, Bead is kind of the jerk rival. Uh, Marnie is kind of a, more like a, a a figure like Red. If he was a rival, he's she's kind of stoic. Doesn't say a whole lot. Uh, Hop. Is like how, but Hop at least has a character arc. I and I like that Hop changes up his team when he fights you. Uh, and his character arc continues through the DLC. Does it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, his brother looks like a fucking tool. Leon. Leon has quite possibly the worst Pokemon design I've ever seen. It's alright. Uh, Hop. Bad. Hop. One of Hop's cool story beats is that he, since he's the brother to the champion, he has a severe inferiority complex and it shows throughout probably the mid to end game it's very nice you know talking talking about a short short sword and shield. slightly cat just squish the cat close to your body she's a 
fighting you. She got too excited. I, I don't know whether I should be disappointed or sad or kind of intrigued by, by this. But since character designs for Sword and Shield came out, I am like in shock, but also not, over how much fucking porn has came out on these characters. Like, it is like... I what, was, what was the daughter of the, the researcher in the new gen? So, uh, Sonia. Sonia. Yeah, I remember seeing that design and going, yeah, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be like a lot. Though, even though I'll, I'll call myself a hypocrite to this, I see Milo and I'm like, ooh, Milo, ooh. Oh, the, the grass? The grass yeah. yeah, he's he's cute. He ain't got no fucking nose, homies. Where his goddamn nose at? Look, he's he's a big, beefy barrel. He's just got freckles. Look, he's got a barrel. He ain't got a goddamn nose. How's he gonna breathe? He's gonna be snoring all the goddamn dude, time. Dude, he's, he's, he's hot a- in the same way that Krellin's hot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that they broke you. <laughs> Milo is that beefy ginger stud of so many people's dreams. This is why Pokemon's bad now. Milo is... Is that it's all about waifus and husbandos? Yes. <laughs> Plus, uh, water bitch, what's her name? She, I like her aesthetic. Oh, oh Nessie. Nessa? Nessa. Nessie. Nessa. 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 Yeah, dude. It, and it's, it's... I also like the fighting gym lady, B. I I think was her name. Yeah, B. She's... There's a, one thing that I do like about Sword and Shield is that they finally include people of color into the game. Right? So well, they had Brock. Yeah, kind of. Uh, the, distinctly, for the longest time, the only black character in Pokemon was the normal type gym leader from Black and White. Uh, what? Uh, what? Lenora. Yeah. No, wait, what, Dude, what's his name? Uh, leader of Team Aqua in Gen 3. That wasn't until Gen 6. Oh, really? Yep. I always thought he was dark. I always thought he was darker skin tone in. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. Not until Gen 6. He was white as. <laughs> white okay, as. I gotta look this up because I cannot. Maybe I'm just so, so used to seeing that image now. I just. Yeah. Um. I, going nuts. I think one of the smart directions that Pokemon is doing is doing DLC. I wish it was better. But the most recent wave that has come out, the Crown Tundra, has introduced uh, a new Champions Tournament. Where it's double battles. You and other NPCs fight against uh, in the same format of like... The, like the tournament thing from Gen 5? No, the tournament thing from the end game of uh, Sword and Shield, where it's a, a, a tournament to see who the Elite Four is. Oh, okay. I Except, never got that far. It's actually pretty good. Like, it's scripted the first time, and then anytime you re-challenge the, champion, or the, uh, the Elite Four after the first time, it's random, because it's whoever wins the brackets. And there's more characters introduced. After that, it's, it, there's a lot of interesting things with Gen, Gen 8. I think the wild area is interesting. The wild area is probably the most interesting It concept. looks like ass. It's not pretty to look the, at. The art is, I the art is fine, the, like the texture quality, also somewhat fine. 
it's just like something is missing from those wild areas. Uh, one of the things that I don't like, and this is the only thing that I'll praise Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for, is that you only had overworld encounters. You didn't like going to random battles. You just ran into Pokemon in the overworld. And it made it super easy to shiny hunt because you didn't. You could just look at the Pokemon running around. Oh yeah, and doesn't doesn't don't certain shells have like mixed? Like some of them you just see. Some of them you can see on the overworld, and it's for both the wild area and the routes. But that's not all the Pokemon that you can see on that route because you can also have random encounters. In like grass. And in stuff. the grass. Mm-hmm. And you can't. And it it you can't see the overworld Pokemon and know that they're shiny, you still have to encounter them like everything else. Gen 8 does have some nice Pokemon, though. I, it, I really like... Uh, I think it's my the, second favorite gen. What was the rock water? Oh, Dreadnought. Dreadnought's cool. Dreadnought's cool. Uh, uh, that poison electric thing is cool. Oh, Toxtricity. Cool. Toxtricity's cool. Surfetch is cool. Surfetch is great. Uh, it was too big to be called a leak. Grimmsnarl is cool. Um, Bolton is great. Bolton's great. I love Bolton. I, I just hope, si- since they did a remaster of Mystery Dungeon Red and Blue, I would like to see another Mystery Dungeon game. But with all the Gen 8 Pokemon. I think we just need... I would say we need to remake Gen 2 again, but I feel like that just wouldn't fix it. Because I, I... I feel that Gen 2 is inherently broken. It is. And it's because it's slow. And there's no... Like, actual challenge. Until you reach the end of the game. Because mm-hmm. the middle part of that game is just plateaued. And then, like, the very end is like, wow, that's big ol' spike for, like, no reason. Yep. Fucking sucks. <laughs> but either way, I feel like Pokemon mechanically is on the decline, and it kind of has been. It has it, 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 it has its peaks and troughs. I think 6 was, like, the biggest... Gen 6 was the biggest drop-off in quite a while. I feel like Gen 4 was a drop-off, personally, but I... I at least can accept that Diamond and Pearl have some good design decisions. I will say Gen 4 still probably has my favorite of the champions in Cynthia. Cynthia oh, is Cynthia's design is phenomenal. Cynthia's design is great. I still really like Alder from 5. Alder's a, once again, Gen 5 is the peak because it, it has everything down great. Like Everything about Gen 5 is great. I, I don't really have any like glaring issues. I have one complaint with Gen 5. The Elite Four in Gen 5 only have four Pokemon. That's true. It It's like the one problem, is that the Elite Four is not that challenging. Don't they upgrade when you go back for a second time? They do, but it's a significant level spike, because you, you're not actually the champion the first time you beat. Yeah, well, you're supposed to go do all the post-game stuff, and then, and back. then mm-hmm. go back to the Elite Four. Also, Gen 5 has the best post-game in existence... Like, holy shit, it's such a good post-game. There's, like, six more areas or some shit. Like, it's crazy how much more there is. Is the cat trying to eat your phone? I guess. She knows the Russians are spying on us. Oh, Lou. 
but yeah, that I, I just I just think about like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, uh, Red and Blue Rescue Team. I think about Explorers of Time, Sky, and Darkness. Those were great. The first two um, Pokemon Ranger games were great. Pokemon Rumble on the Wii was pretty fun. I have, I have a quick question. Yeah. When does Dora's close? 8.30. Okay, mm-hmm. I might get food from there on the way out. Right. Uh, but I, I, I just wish Pokemon would take risks again. I, it needs to. I, I feel as though... Well, okay, I, th- I feel like the wild area is kind of a ri- It's not a risk, per se, but it's like... It's at least something new. I, I, I hope that they don't do... A like second set of games like typically for a generation they would do like the two new games and then a remake so with Gen 3 it was uh, Ruby Sapphire Emerald and then Fire Red and Leaf Green well they only do it every other or no they do it every well what was Gen 5's Gen uh, Gen 5's was the sequel. Black White 2 yeah mm-hmm. those was the sequel and then Gen 7 was Ultra Sun Ultra Moon and I, I, I would prefer it if they just took the feedback from Sword and Shield and just moved straight to Generation 9. Because they've already said they're not doing... A Gen 4 remake? Uh, well, no. They're not doing, like, uh, a Sword and Shield bonus edition or whatever. They might... Yeah, they haven't had a third version of anything for, like, quite a while. while. Yeah. And they're not doing that because they're doing DLC now. Which, the DLC, I don't really know. Like, is Isle of Armor the same in each version, or...? Uh, there there are some, like, exclusive Pokemon, but... Yeah. It's so easy to trade now. Like, as long as you have a Switch membership, you have access to online trades. I'm so. beginning to think that maybe Pokemon should just make one game. I'm beginning to start thinking that. Like, the t- the whole two-version thing is a gimmick, and I feel I, like it's tired at this point. I feel the exact same way about Fire Emblem. I'm tired of multiple stories. I feel like Three Houses is a step in the right direction, though. It In, in terms of combat and story depth, yes. In terms of how that story is executed, No. Because the one thing that Three Houses has going for it is since it's split into four paths, you learn something in each path. But that's 300 hours of gameplay. That's fair. With one cohesive story, you can just play through it for however long it takes for you to get through the game, but you learn everything. Would you prefer four 20-hour campaigns? No. Okay. I'd prefer one 80-hour campaign. Okay, but compared to the four 80-hour campaigns, would you prefer, say, three 20-hour campaigns and then one, like, final unlock campaign? No, because they did that with Fates, and it was not... It, the the two campaigns and then the ultimate campaign was the worst. <laughs> Get in the I mean, there's nothing in there. She's fine. She's hiding. She's so cute. She's just blowing. But She's just hanging out. That's, that's, that's the thoughts on Pokemon, yeah, I, I guess. Okay, Pokemon is not dead. It's just... It's not... It's just stagnating. And maybe it's because I'm an adult playing a child's game, but... I... I thought that was the case. But, like, once again, you go back to Gen 5, and it just... It's aged so well. 
Like, it, it works so well. Um, there are things about it that, you know, maybe haven't aged the best. But the rest of it's just great. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it now that uh, Nintendo's going to release, like, what they did for uh, the Mario games. A ultimate pack for Pokemon, and it's going to be X and Y, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, Sun and Moon. On the... On the, on the Switch. Switch? No. That's the rumor. I think we'll get a Zelda collection before that. But I don't... I, I, I'm, next, okay, next I don't, I'm gonna I'm be not, honest. I don't want a Zelda collection. I want them to just port Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD to next, the Switch. Next I, year is Pokemon's 25th anniversary. I still don't think that, that means we're... I, I just don't think we're getting... Switch ports of DS games simply because we haven't had DS ports of like anything. I mean, we've had a Wii port now, and the Wii came after the DS. Well, wait, what was the Wii port? Super Mario Galaxy. No, but I mean, like, I I just mean, it's like so. The best time for DS ports would have been with the Wii U because you still had the two screens. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't think. Pokemon games took good advantage of the two-screen thing. They did. And I think they figured out how to implement it back into one screen screen very well. I think that's fair, but here's the thing. Like, if, if we are going into the same vein as those Mario games, the Mario games are just emulated versions of those games. Like, they didn't have to put any work into it. I don't think we're getting a Pokemon version, because they would have to put work into redesigning the menus... Like, actually doing a bunch of stuff and all that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Zelda, I feel, is way more likely because they can just do Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker. Um, Twilight Princess. There was a different one that I was thinking. Now, what I'd be interested to see if they would actually do would be oh, Skyward Sword. They're making... I think there was a report that they were doing... A Switch port of Skyward Sword. Okay, because, you know, I started to play Skyward Sword that short period of time that a friend of mine let me borrow it for, what, Skyward Sword also came out for the Wii U, didn't it? No. No, what? Okay, came out so, for the Wii. Okay, it was for the Wii, so, yeah. I played it for a short period of time, just didn't get far into it. I'd be interested to see how they implement, you know, that motion control like, like Skyward Sword, I remember being very heavy, heavily motion control heavy. Uh, yeah, all the sword swings were motion controls. You had to have the, like, special Wii remote that had, like, the new improved sensor. Yeah, well, there was an attachment that you could mm-hmm. just put into it that one of them came with Wii Sports Resort. Yeah. I mean, they had to do something like that for Super Mario Galaxy with that port because you were able to, like... Con- do stuff with the Wii U or with the Wii controller in that game and they had to do something with that for the Switch. I don't know what Okay, so I think it was a leak, the the Skyward Sword thing, but... uh, It depends where it comes from. Nintendo has had a lot of leaks happening. (laughs) Uh, I mean, all of the Sword and Shield Pokédex leaked like two weeks before the game's release. Oh. Oh. 
Uh, she wanted to see you, Turner. Hi, I bring you the bag that you hang out in. <laughs> Look how nice. Lou, isn't that she, nice? She, she's looking for your weak spot to finally put an end to you so the bag can be hers. <laughs> Lou is like the one cat that I feel doesn't just hate me outright. Well, Mist is at least neutral. Are you guys ready for questions for emails? Yeah. Yes. I've actually read some of them beforehand, and they're really good. Okay. We have a bunch of good ones this week. All right. Especially Lauren's. Yeah, so we're going into Lauren's Q Corner, where she asks a Q a question, or we provide the A's. Amish people? The assholes. The almonds. Oh, God damn. The, I, I thought it was the almonds. Well, Lauren asks us today on her question, what is your favorite Halloween costume you've worn? So when I was in the first grade, I went to a Halloween party. And I distinctly remember this Halloween party because it was just after Shrek came out. Um, And I remember it was just after Shrek came out. Because do you remember the special Shrek ketchup? Honestly, that was purple and green. I still wish we had it. That was the peak of of culinary. That was peak two thousands. Uh, do you also remember uh, butter in like a spray bottle? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> spray <laughs> butter is still a thing. Yeah, but it was. It's not as cool as the like. You just. Do you remember? I can't out. believe it's not butter, but in spray form. Yeah. I can't believe it's not spray butter. Yeah. Dude, I actually kind of miss spray butter. That would actually be really good for like garlic bread. You just like. You just put a little on your wrist, rub it together. Garlic bread, baby. Daddy. <laughs> so what What? What did you go as? Uh, I went as Samurai Jack. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I just wore like a bathrobe. Nice. And I, I, had, a little, I, had, a little, I had a little boken. Like <laughs> foam around it that I bought at a karate because I went to my friend's karate dojo. It's pretty cool. And uh, there was a boken there and I was like, hey, how much are these? And the, the dude there was like, hey, you just take it, kid. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Samurai. I'm like, Samurai Jack. Okay, Samurai Jack. Zach, what was your favorite Halloween costume? Uh, favorite Halloween costume, huh? Well, do I go back when I was a wee old lad and my mom dressed me up as a ladybug? Which, whichever one is your favorite. <laughs> Zach is a ladybug. Yeah, uh, uh, I was a grouchy ass ladybug that just laid on the ground, and my par- my mom got pissed off at me, and it, it was a time. That still sounds like something that could happen today. <laughs> hey, depends on my mood. I'm gonna be honest. It's like the only Halloween costume I like really remember. Uh, so, all right, the one that I the one that I was talking about. I, I think I dressed up as Link one other time. My mom made the outfit, and it was really sweet. Did you just go around everywhere going, yeah, yeah. I did, I did a lot of spin attacks. Dude, when you're a kid, the spin attack is cool. When you're like a teenager, it's, it's the cross strike. It's way cooler. So, alright, so... God, this was high school. Uh, Lou was just hanging out with all of us today. She's lonely. Yeah, high school, uh, before... When I lost a lot of weight before I went back into college and gained 70 pounds. <laughs> this was when... As I call my t- time in my life, uh, peak man Horzak. And, uh, what did I do? Okay, I dressed up as a young Gandalf the Grey. Oh, God. Uh, Gandalf the Gay. Gandalf the Gay. <laughs> With black painted fingernails, uh, little stars painted on the side of my face. 
wizard's hat, gray robe, black skinny skinny jeans, gray boots, and a black and a black shirt underneath it. And I still had to walk, and I think I used to walkie stick that I still have. And just went around with my high school friends, just getting candy and doing hoodlum shit. I just wanted to do hood rat shit with my friends. Pretty much. Dude, that, that, that was like the statement of my high school group. <laughs> Except we never really did hood rat shit until we all got to college. Is your bike trip out? Yeah. So I gotta be honest. I fucking don't like Halloween. What? Yeah. Uh, so I haven't like dressed up for Halloween since maybe I was eight or ten. Cause I don't like it. But probably the 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 Halloween costume that has suited me best was when I was a wee bab, and my mama, my sweet sweet mama, dressed me. As a skunk. <laughs> so I was a stinky little baby. That was the way a... you said that reminded me of Sammy. <laughs> stinky little baby. But that was me. That's probably a costume that has suited me best. I, I just can't think of any times for costumes. You know. The Samurai Jack one is like the most vivid one in my memory, so I guess that's my favorite. Uh, oh, I take. But it. honestly, the more vivid part of that memory is the weird Shrek ketchup because I hadn't seen it before, and I was like, "Why is this ketchup purple?" Uh, probably, I stand corrected. The costume that I do remember is I was in pre-K, and I went dressed as a dinosaur. Of course. Yeah, because I like I like I like I like dinosaurs. Yes, well, we know. The big, the mean. And I like a dinosaur. <laughs> okay, next question. Oh. Uh, look, I know Caden sent us a three-part one. Yeah. Let's do that one last. Uh, so from our good buddy Mac, Matt. I, I don't know why I said Matt, Mac. Mac. Big Mac. Matt. 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 Matt Matthew Matt. McDowell. Matt. Why you gotta dox my dude Matt like that? <laughs> Wait, are we friends with Matthew McConaughey? No, no, not on this fucking podcast. Dude, hey, you said True Detective made you like him. For that one role. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> Matt's question to us is, who is the best girl and why is everyone else wrong? I think I'll start off. I've never, I'll say it and I'll admit it, I've never been like faithful to a best girl. I think it like changes roughly every season. But the one that has stuck around the longest is actually Kaguya. <laughs> it's like genuinely she has stuck around the longest of any of them. Uh, Not Chica? Dude, no. Dude, Chica's an agent of chaos. And the sooner <laughs> you realize that, the sooner you come to accept that's why, the truth. That's why Chica is so fucking fantastic. Dude, no. She she throws a wrench into so much. Dude, we're getting... We're getting we're, we're we got, uh, we had the Ishigami birthday special. I haven't seen season two, so... Oh, no, it's in the manga, but you find out in, like, the beginning of season two that she and Ishigami share a birthday, and she, like, didn't get him anything for his birthday, and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm just saying, my favorite Chica moment probably ever was when she was training... You should got me for was it volleyball? No, it was, uh, it was the president for volleyball. Oh yeah, it and was she, president for the, volleyball. The 
I raised that boy. Yes. Dude, okay, there are more of those. If that makes you feel any better, there are more of them. There are several. Um, but yeah, no, and everybody else is wrong. Because Kaguya is, uh, Kaguya is the best. She's great. She's, like, she's just, she is, in all forms, a self-proclaimed genius. And she is actually that smart. But I love how social stuff trips her up sometimes. Yeah, she is socially, so socially immature, it's ridiculous. Well, she can be, like, she's, like, she's socially mature in, like, the diplomatic, from a political But from a real-world standpoint, it's... I, I remember one of my favorite moments is when she doesn't, like, Chica has to give her the birds and the bees talk. Yeah, wiener. And dude, she just can't stop dude, busting dude, out laughing. Dude, when she, like, she, her, her sense of, like, humor maturity is at, like, a second grade level. Where she hears, like, wiener or, like, a swear word and she just busts out laughing. God, and the end of that whole thing where the president runs out calling them a bunch of nymphos, I lost my ever-living shit. There's a, there's a moment in that that is in season two, that is even better. God, yeah. It is, in my opinion, the funniest bit. Um, but she's just great. Like she, the, but like the most, the reason why she's she's best girl is that at the end of the day, as much as she comes off as like the sort of ice queen and kind of a bitch to a lot of people, she genuinely cares about the people who like she's in charge of. Or the people that she that like, she genuinely cares about Ishigami. Her and her and him have become like genuinely good friends. She's helped him study his ass off. She basically taught him how to study later in the manga. God, I still remember when she did that. He only got like what like a barely passing on his one exam. He he's he he rose a lot recently. Okay, just I still, from, I still remember from season one and she got so pissed for all of that time and effort she put in just to get a barely passing. It's it's so fucking good. <laughs> and like just the way that she cares about others and it's just so endearing. Because she she tries to sort of hide it and she just can't because she's inherently just a good person. And it just shines through, and I think that, that is why she's the best. So, and everyone else is wrong because I'm right. Zach, what's what's your okay. so, waifu? I won't say like you know I have a definitive best girl and whatever meat piece of media I'm going into because you know every series or like say like every game in a series like, I will find like someone's like okay this is probably the person for me and one that I've had so many countless arguments on with people over and over. And Will, Will's giving me the look. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about Tharja from Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh, man, Tharja. People would kill to get a body like yours. I know. I have. I have. I finally figured out why I don't like Tharja. Hmm. She's just like fucking Yennefer to me. I can definitely see a major... And I, I... fucking hate that cunt bitch Yennefer. I also don't like Yennefer. I like I like Jennifer. That's why Zach likes stars. Because <laughs> you know, stars are like she is definitely a character. I can understand why some people don't like. You know, part of it's like that. Part of it like is that to degree, and I won't even call it over sexualization. 
even though there's a lot of the fan base that do over-sexual, that put emphasis on over-sexualization. I can get why some people don't like that. Uh, and she also has, like, you know, the whole gimmick of her as being kind of very stalkery uh, towards uh, Robin. Also, a child way. abuser. Uh... I, I will get to that. <laughs> what a horrible mother. What a fucking bitch of a mother. As is, you know, she. So what? So yeah, she she'll even say to Robin, she's like, uh, yeah, she does admit to watching him while he slash she bathes, uh, watching him while he shots she sleeps, and knows exactly how many times they turn their sleep and stuff like that. She does all this, and yes, it's it is very obsessive, it is very excessive, and really not healthy. And you know, with her, whoever she ends up marrying, having her daughter Nora with, you know, it goes into details that yeah, she did a lot of experiments on not just Nora but also whoever her husband is. But then you have moments where you see that she legitimately does care. She's just not good at it. She's just very bad at it. I, I specifically make sure Darja can't have kids because it feels gross to me. Because like a, like an, I'll, I'll take like one of those four like her four conversations with Noir that you know uh, Noir was given a little pendant by Darja because like a whatever. Because Nora is just very, a very, very meek little child. And part of it was living with someone like Tharja, who's just very constantly tinkering, coming up with new curses, hexes, just because, you know, that's what she likes to do. And whether she meant to intentionally or not, you know, that caused a lot of issues with her daughter growing up to the point that her daughter has a very, very bipolar-y personality. Like, she'll be completely meek one minute, and then suddenly, like, she'll, like, get, like, very, like, hostile and very aggressive. But then you learn, learn that, uh, Tharja made her this, like, little pendant with an enchantment on it to kind of make her kind of more of that assertive, very angry thing as kind of a way so she's not just this constantly meek little child that's just constantly getting taken advantage of. Because as soon as... Like, when Tharja meets her, like, and her paralog, takes the pendant away, and then Noir's like, I-, I can't function without that thing. So she does it in a way to help her grow, like, try to get past that as much as she can, and, yes, does that mean she's a good mother? No, she's honestly a really shitty mother. Even though she does love her daughter, like, uh, and I think, like, in our last support conversation, Noir's like, why didn't you ever teach me the dark arts like you practice? She, Because she's like, you know... That is for a very select group of people, and I knew it would not be, with as many things as I have done to you, it would not, it would do you more harm to put you down that path. So I can respect her for saying, like, you know, I will draw a line here, even though I've done a lot of things that aren't great, I'm not going to push you down this path. And then, for a lot of the other support conversations she has of other members of Awakening's crew, uh... Something that stands out for me uh, would be, like, say, like, a, her support of Longku. Longku is a swordsman that you get pretty early in the game, and his big... He's, like, probably one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Longku, <laughs> actually great for not, I love Longku. He's but hilarious. His, but his big thing is, like, he is absolutely mortified of women. Like, he gets so, like, clammed up when it comes to being around women. Like, when it's in combat, it's different. He will 
do his duty as a soldier, fight, do whatever, but as soon as he's in camp just doing general day-to-day interaction, he's like, nope, get the fuck away from me. I think one of my favorite support conversations with him is uh, the wizard lady, Muriel. Muriel and, and her putting up statues. She, he, 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 she fills his tent <laughs> with statues of women and he smashes all of them. And she's like, I was curious to see how you'd react to that. What, what do you think, how the hell do you think I would react to it? Do you think, people would think I'm weird if I randomly have naked statues of women in my tent. And she's like, yes, but did you smash them out of fear? And he's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> she's like, I will mark it as fear. Yeah, like, say, like, Tharja with her support of Wonku, like, she, like, she's kind of, like, curious about his fear of women, but sees that, like, in his case, like, you know, it's legitimately, like, causing him problems, and... She actually offers to try to come up with some kind of hex that'll kind of... I can't remember if it's exact, if it's completely get rid of the fear or get rid of any memories associated that ended up causing that mortifying fear of his. And he ends up turning her down, but like there are a lot of like support conversations with that. She comes off as so cold and really kind of kind of creepier, creeperish to a degree. But she does care. She she does care about a lot of her teammates that she comes to know, even though she really doesn't like developing those camaraderie type feelings. But when it comes down to it, she does care about her allies. She's just very, she just doesn't like to show it. So yeah, she is definitely, I feel like she is a character they did a very, they did a very good job of showing a bad character that can grow and has moments where she's not completely irredeemable. And, I don't know, I'm weird. I'll just say, it. like, I like, I like Jennifer. I like Jennifer. Ken likes Jennifer. He's wrong. And I'll say, I see so many flaws in Jennifer, but I still like Jennifer a lot. And it kind of comes down to the same for yeah. Arthur. There's Look, to, 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 use, to use a phrase, you are, the, you are the man who would stick his dick in crazy. You are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Tharja <laughs> so, so, plus, I'm just saying, the moment that's solidified, I'm like, okay, this woman, support, support with Robin when he's like, he gets kind of creeped out by her stalkerishness. He's like, why don't you just act normal? She's like... Fine, if normal is what you want, I guess this just isn't gonna work. And then the next support, like she does her best to act normal, and it gets to the point like, Darla, you're creeping me the fuck out. She's like, Huzzah, how are you doing today, good sir? Would you like me to serve you some tea? He's like, Darla, you're creeping me out even more than normal. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's such a wonderful day, isn't it? And he's like, Can you just cut this out? She's like, oh, Fine, I'm getting tired. I was getting tired of all the normal practice anyway. <laughs> Okay, Will, who is best girl? My wife, uh, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Lauren. Uh, Lois Griffin from Family. <laughs> Lois Griffin is a horrible person. Oh, yeah, she is. That, that's why I said it. I said it on Will's joking voice. Now, I will say, out of those like major animated series... Uh, Francine lot, Smith. That's that's the one. No, Marge. Marge consistently... No. Mm. Francine Smith. That Turner, Francine or Marge? Marge, Marge has said some fucked up shit to Homer over the years. 
Like, if I'm being perfectly honest. But not to the same degree as Francine Smith or Lois Griffin. Not, Francine doesn't ever really do anything that weird to Stan. It's oh. mostly Stan to her. Okay, look. This is like... This is like well, Francine, Francine as a, as a mother-wife character. Okay, well, in your case, who is worst girl? Who is worst girl between... Just anyone. I have a best girl. Okay. Also from the series Fire Emblem. Edelgard. And... Yeah. Is she an axe unit? Yeah. Yeah. Is she also an armor unit? Yeah. Does she also destroy the church that has created a false narrative to indoctrinate people? <laughs> Yo, and Edelgard says, Yo, fuck the church. All my homies hate the church. And that's why I like Edelgard. <laughs> so when she's like, Wow, this society really only values uh, these bloodlines. I'm going to stop it. And if that means I have to use these bloodlines that have given me such power that will ultimately destroy me, that's fine. It's worth it. I can respect that. And that's why I like Edelgard so much. Because she uses the power that she has been presented with for arguably her own personal game, but it kills her in the end. And through it killing her in the end, it liberates everyone else from a system that is archaic. And also, I just love a good narrative of fucking the church over. Fuck the church. <laughs> Fuck the church. All my homies hate the church. All my homies hate the church. I'll, I'll say I, I find the church, the church of Sarah is very interesting in Three Houses. And I can see arguments going for and against it. Because, you know, there are some instances where it's like, you know, it does do good. I, like... Golden Deer route probably gives the best lore explanation for the Church of Saros, and I understand the the narrative of why it needed to be that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and like it, it, coming it, from your perspective, like playing Black Eagles first, it like it's fine, it makes sense, but constantly in our own current political system. I very much dislike a system that's based on a false narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the Church of Saros mm-hmm. is, is a false narrative. Because, like, you know, for me, like, I know a lot of a character that a lot of people kind of, like, contest over. Like, for me, like, when it comes to, like, Rhea, I can't get myself to completely hate Rhea. I, I have not met a character in a Fire Emblem that I hate more than Rhea. I can, uh, you know, with Rhea... My waifu is best waifu because she killed God. You do that in every single fucking fu- Fire Emblem slash JRPG. All, not, you, play not, J- not all you play is JRPGs, Will. I know, because I like them. Okay, last question. Uh, kate has got it three for us. We'll make them rapid fire, though. Okay, we'll make them rapid fire, because... Uh, what's your favorite dating sim? I've only played Colonel Sanders, so I guess that's my no, favorite. No, you've played Persona. And I've also played Fire Emblem. Well, I had Persona, I guess. Which Persona? Honestly, Persona 5. Okay, as far as the dating sim aspect goes... Okay, actually, I think the best dating sim I've played is still Kawada Shoujo. I would say Doki Doki, but Doki Doki is a visual novel disguised as a dating sim. Zach. Okay, and Dream Daddy got yeah. it. 
<laughs> Is that actually it? <laughs> oh, Zach, we can read you like a book. And it's not even for the fact that it's like, yes, idea of dating dad, sure, that's cool. There's actually, a, writing-wise, it's actually very, very funny. There's a lot of pop culture references that they do with it. And it's just a legitimately, not only heartwarming, but it's also legitimately funny, so... Uh, alright. Uh, what game has a 10 out of 10 soundtrack? Near. Near does. Sweet Coden 2. As a whole? Like, I'm consider- considering, like, series as a whole. God, it's hard to say, like, 10 out of 10, but... Like, I don't think there's any track in here that is bad. No. Like, uh, there is not. I was actually going to say, like, one that I hold, has a lot of, holds a lot of a special place in my heart from a soundtrack standpoint. As a game, yes. Uh, Dragon Guard 3. I've, I, I've heard a lot of the songs in that game, and the game is rad. Yeah, Dragon Guard 3 has a phenomenal soundtrack. Even, I wouldn't even say Nier Automata has a 10 out of 10, because there are, like, a couple of tracks here and there that I'm like, I don't particularly care for this. Mm-hmm. But every track from Nier is a winner. Uh, what about uh, Persona 5? So, here's my thing. I don't like some of the January music. I actually like... The general town music in January, I hate. Really? I like the general town music. Okay, here's the thing. I have to compare it to Snowflakes. Oh. Which... Okay, as far as, like, late game sad music goes, Snowflakes from Persona 4 is phenomenal. It it perfectly encapsulates, like, the feeling of, like, shit, like, life is about to move on, and I'm not going to see these people anymore, and that sucks. So, I wouldn't say Persona 4 has a 10 out of 10, I think Persona 3 has a 10 out of 10. Oh, Persona 3. Mm. Oh, there you go. You just won the game. Huh? Caden loves Persona 3 soundtrack. I mean, he's right, though. Like, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, he's correct. You won the game. There we go. That's um, th- There you go, Caden. That that was the secret correct answer, wasn't it? <laughs> Did we unlock the true ending right now? Maybe. We might have. Any other 10 out of 10 music um, games? Dude... Okay, I know I keep talking about it, but I just it had such an impact on me. Spirit Fair's soundtrack is really good too. Um Spirit Fair was so fucking good, man. Alright, anything else? I think that's it, yeah. Alright, and Caden Coon's last question. Has there ever been a video game sequel more transformative than Jack and Daxter two to Jack Two? If the, okay, Jack and Daxter 2 was... Do you, uh, do you need an explanation? Yeah, I guess. Is okay, it like a so, collect-a-thon to an open world? Yes, but it, it's, it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, like On paper, that's the main thing. For those of you who don't know, Jack and Daxter 1 is a mascot platformer. And the mascot platformer is something like Banjo-Kazooie, Mario, things like that, where you go around and you collect items. Conker's Bad Fur Day. Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo-Kazooie. I think I already said Banjo-Kazooie, but what, like, whatever. 
and it oh sorry, it's a mascot platformer collectathon, and it has like that kind of like early two thousands sort of whoa man sort of aesthetic I, to it, which I, I have a weird thing with Jack and Dexter. I really do dig it, even though it's like I don't. I dig everything about Jack and Dexter. Actually, I think all of it's good, except for that PSP game. Oh yeah. Hmm. I'm not talking about Daxter. I'm talking about the the one that's like a sequel to Jack Three. What's that? Oh, the Last Frontier or something. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I um, never messed with that. But so Jack One is like this kitty, happy-go-lucky. It has like a few like adult jokes here and there, sort of things. But they're like in the way of it, like flies over the kids' heads kind of thing. Um, Jack 2 starts out with you getting sucked into a dark portal, separated from everyone you knew, transported to the future, tortured for two straight years, whereupon the first word of dialogue that our silent protagonist ever says is, I'm gonna kill the Baron. And then the game also has, like, guns. Like, the same, like, core movement is there. It's, like, still a platformer to a certain degree. But now it's, like, open-world game, mission-based structure. Like, it's a completely different game on a fundamental level. And I genuinely don't think there is a sequel that is more distinctly different than that. Uh, I think, like, Hayden hit the nail on the head. I could I will argue... Like, going from Persona 1 and 2 to Persona 3. Yes, to a certain degree. Like, I would say yes in that the battle system is somewhat different. It's different, for sure. It, you know, because... But, like, like, at its core, it's still a turn-based RPG. But, yes, from a combat standpoint, and even, like, traversing the map, because traversing the map in Persona... Okay. Oh okay, yeah. So, uh, did 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 we find a uh, a video game more transformative? I genuinely don't think that there uh, is one. Do, could do the Pokemon spinoff titles count? No, like Mystery Dungeon. It's or? still like I'm talking. He's talking about. I think he's talking about like direct sequels. Ah, because that's the thing about Jack that it, Jack and Daxter that's just fucking mind blowingly weird. Um. Like, to, to put it into perspective, it's like it's like if you played, you know, Super Mario, and then you were like, oh, Super Mario 2, and you turn it on and it's Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't... I, 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 I seriously think can't think of anything more... Yeah, that's like, like, oh, that's like a top-tier example. I'm having a hard time right off... I'm sure there are examples, just right offhand, I'm having a hard time thinking of a good one. Right? Exactly. <sighs> Okay. Uh, Caden, I'm sorry we couldn't think of anything else, but you just... You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head, like you really did, man. Holy shit. We did not unlock the true ending then. Uh, No, we we said Persona 3 at some point around here. Yeah, that was the unlock to get us on the path, but then we died, and this is a game where... I would say Breath of the Wild kind of counts as well, but it's not on quite that same level. It's just complete. It's just different. May you could maybe argue the prequel for My, Breath of the Wild will be no because no, it's uh, because it's it's also a genre change. I but think I think 
However, that game is also not out yet. Yeah. And it's like, it's more of a sequel to Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Could, could you argue for Symphony of the Night for what it did? Yes, Symphony of the Night is a great example, actually. So Castlevania 4 to Symphony of the Night. Yeah, that is like such a major trend. Because you, you go from a level-based platformer to an open map, Metroid-style... RPG element thing where you're playing as a completely different character and like the story is way different. Alright, we Yeah, did. okay, Symphony of the Night to like any Castlevania to, Sym- to Symphony of the Night is another yeah. good example. We did it. Now we got the true ending. Whoa. Yeah. That's a wrap, Mike. Dude, I think I'm. Oh, dude. <laughs> I want to listen to Castlevania. I already said that was a rap, Mike. Aw, oh, shit, Mike. Mike, I, honestly, that's just a fucking shitty joke that I got from watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, dude, maybe we should stop using it to end these podcasts. <laughs>